In a world where there's one person who has not watched all the Marvel movies, two friends force another friend to watch all of the Marvel movies. And all the TV shows that just came out, holy shit, this is getting out of hand. Someone needs to stop them. This is ICU MCU. On this episode, Avengers. Hello everyone, welcome back to ICU MCU, the podcast in which uh, the, the we're, we're better than the MCU ICU podcast. I made that joke last time. Yeah, you yeah did, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you, you, it feels like you're trying to start beef with this other podcast. They only have two episodes still. I checked when I uploaded the podcast this week. Okay. And they still only have two episodes <laughs> for Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2. They didn't even do the Incredible Hulk. We're doing the real work out here. Yeah, so we laid the foundation, you know. Screw them. They didn't even make a foundation. They made, like, a little brick, and they threw it on the ground. We're, we're like, building an actual house here. Excuse me. Yeah, we said it. Come after us. Please Anyways, um, I am Vincent. Next to me is... Hi, I'm Macy, the resident comic book nerd. And next to me on my right... I'm Sarah. I'm laying down today. I've already said what I am, but uh, Sarah is the one being indoctrinated. I am the one who likes movies and knows very little about comics. Just enough to get by in a conversation and nod my head and go, yes, I get what this is. Mm-hmm. And I know I know a lot about movies. I don't know a lot about Marvel. Hey, But I'm learning. I I got excited about the new Spider-Man trailer. Uh Mostly because I grew up watching the the Sam Raimi Spider Mans, but I'm I'm hyped for it, and I hope that we finish up our watch party before it comes out, so we could see it together with fresh eyes. I don't know if we will. Uh, probably not, but it's a hope of mine. Well, what we'll do is every time Sarah thinks about going to see that movie, we'll take her somewhere else. And by the time she's really, really upset and frustrated, <laughs> then finally... Wait, this is something totally different, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking about uh, No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Anyway, so we're watching <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> yeah, today we're watching the Avengers, the series that me and Macy couldn't believe happened on a big screen for reals. No this, take backs. For, like, honestly, this is like the equivalent of someone being like, hey, you know those obscure comic book characters? Because, yes, they were obscure unless you read mm-hmm. comics. And I see- feel like Iron Man and, my, and the Hulk were the only two that like people would would have recognized if they hadn't seen... Like, if Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 1 and the Incredible Hulk and the Thor movie and the Captain America movie didn't come out and they just dropped in an Avengers film for no reason... The only one that people would uh, know are those two, just because they're kind of in pop culture in a little, in a way. Yeah, we have like Iron Man with the cartoon series, not to mention Hulk with the multiple adaptions through like uh, a movie and a TV series and TV movies in the eighties. So, like I agree, like I think the most recognizable from the cast would have been either Hulk or Iron Man. I don't think any of them were quite recognizable at least to me besides the hulk because they put out so much so many hulk toys when i was growing up specifically i think about the fists the wearable hulk fists and um the the two that i think from marvel in general that are the most prominent is spider-man and hulk because they 
make so much merchandise of them. Did you know Spider-Man wasn't technically Avenger until the 2000s? I believe that. Okay. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I have some pre-movie questions, and one of the questions might lead into something later. Mm-hmm. But Joss Whedon is the director of this movie. Uh, we'll get into more stuff about that after we watch the movie. Um, but he directed this movie, and again, we're, I have been trying to look at all the directors for the like Marvel movies mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that to see what they've done, to see if it correlates to what they've done before. And Joss Whedon is one that tracks just because... He does ensemble casts, casts in most everything that mm-hmm. he's done. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong, Macy, as mm-hmm. a resident Joss Whedon expert, I, I agree. Like he's able to take like small moments and make them character moments mm-hmm. much more easy and more kind of art, like not artificial, like more natural than most people. Um, and I think that's from his like witty dialogue and stuff time on Buffy and Firefly and things like that. Not to mention he is a comic book nerd and as mm-hmm. knows the comic book medium. So I feel like he was perfectly, uh, well, not perfectly, <laughs> but he was good for the the role as a director in that time period. Um, do we like Joss Whedon? Well, we'll get to that after we watch okay. the movie. Uh, that That is a great thing that I want to talk to Macy off mic. Because I have had a track record with Sarah in the past <laughs> where we recorded something with K-pop and there wasn't a lot surrounding it. I, I don't know. I'm just afraid of getting hate from fans. But we'll get Oh, hate I anyways. mean, I still stand by all of my K-pop opinions. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> I am just going to try to make it so we have all our facts straight before we mm-hmm. go into it. K- After the film. K-pop, is that something that Dazzler does? Um. <laughs> Anyways, I have one final free uh, movie question, and then I'll ask mine, and, and then we can get started. Yes. Uh, so everything up till now. Mm-hmm. How have you felt about the MCU up to now, including including the Incredible Hulk? Because it has been somewhat more canon than I thought it was, mm-hmm. based off a previous What If episode that's just come out at the time of this recording. Well, that was wild. It was a wild episode. Um, I think. It had a rough start, but it it's got it got really strong at the end with Captain America uh, because that was probably the best movie that we've seen thus far. And this is probably a simple question that you can answer: Who's had the most interesting movie out of all of these? Captain America. Yeah. Listen, listen. I mean, my girl not has Iron Man taste. I listen. Just because I like Iron Man two does not mean I think it's a good movie. See? Okay. We're we're this is tracking very closely to what I imagine. Yeah. Uh, Captain America is a good movie, and I like it. So. So okay. He, so here's my final two things I'm going to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, one, uh, I want to know, do you have any kind of preconceived notions going into this movie? Have you heard anything about it? Like, what's your kind of vibe, like, going into this movie? Um, Aside from sexy okay. Loki. Yeah. Besides yeah, that. that's... Okay, so that's pretty much all I have is, because I've been on Tumblr, I've seen GIFs from this movie. Um, like, specifically the one about the... We have a Hulk. And um, I that's pretty much all all the notions that I have in this. I don't know how things are going to play out. 
I just know Loki wants us all to kneel, and I'm more than willing to. Same. Um, and you would like the What If episode that just came out. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that's way too far in the future for me. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I look forward to continuing to dislike Jeremy Renner. Oh, oh. I, oh, I was just about to say. Is he look- the worst part of this no, movie? I was about to say, look forward to my favorite character. <laughs> um, but honestly, I was joking, but I do like Hawkeye. But I was. Yeah, th- there should be a clear statement before we get into this movie. Me and Macy like Hawkeye as a character. It's just that Jeremy Renner derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner is at this point a Reddit post that's like a train wreck, but you keep looking I back. I can't even. Do you guys know about the app he made? Yeah, we well, I know about I the app. I cannot physically handle people giving him money on an app where he just reposts things that he posted on Instagram. I, I, I just think it was a big hoax and all those people was his grandmother being like, you're doing well, sweetie. <laughs> Oh God! I I so Jeremy Renner slash Hawkeye is a big part of this movie. Um, so oh, he was a big fun. part of Thor too. No, he is a big part of this movie. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, final question. Final question. Well, Macy? more. It's more like a enlightening. Light light me. What the fuck? Light me with Tim Roth. That was a good movie. Yeah, that's no, a, a TV show. Oh. Actually, I do really like that TV show. I haven't watched it. So <laughs> Love I'm, Tim Roth. I'm just I'm just trying to do the podcast thing. But yeah, it was so, so good. Uh huh. <laughs> now a message from the sponsors we don't have. No, I'm just kidding. Hi, I'm Tim Roth, and you should watch Lie to Me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Lie to Me, which ended in 2011. Yeah, I didn't get that many seasons if I don't remember correctly. No, I think it only got four or something. Three or four. Anyways, Macy, your final question before we get into the it's, Avengers. It's not really questions; more like I want to tell the audience that we're going to do this before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show um, a Incredible Hulk deleted scene to Sarah that's kind of pivotal and referenced here, which mm-hmm. is one of the first things I realized. It's like one of the first major scenes in this movie that is referencing a deleted scene, which is interesting. Why? Um, and it's what. Okay, that's confusing to me. Yes. Because The Incredible Hulk was released, what, three, four years before this? Kind yeah, of. kind of. Um, about that. They already knew it was a deleted scene. <laughs> so why would they put it in their non-deleted scenes? I, I think I'll point it out to you when we get there and okay. we can talk about it more. But I just wanted to let you know. And the th- I feel like that's a weird choice it's, but... it's it's i like the element that it brings but we'll talk about it later okay. i just want to let you know the audience know the second thing is there's a huge character deleted scenes for captain america and we're going to incorporate in that into the talk mm. later so i'm going to show her that before the movie they also before the movie yeah they does, also... does it take place before the movie starts it's part of like all the characters coming together and it's not a spoiler because everything leading up to that is cut out and i only see the punch it is the okay. stuff that you already showed me right Vinny? No, that that okay. Um or was that an age of ultra? Hold on. Okay. So there is a cut scene that doesn't matter that was cut just for time and it's the Ashley Johnson scene yeah, where she Yeah, they cut was... out everything of Ashley Johnson. No, 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 it's not that. It's... I know I know that's not what we're going to watch, but yeah. I've showed Macy that because I like Ashley Johnson cuz I like Critical Role. 
but uh, I, I liked her in this Last of Us, right? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. Last of Us. She's First Ellie Hilly in Last of Us. Um, but they cut out all of her scenes. There's like she was supposed to be a, a main character at some point did you know that she was supposed to be like the love interest for cap yeah i knew that like it was interesting because like i I thought they were going to make her like sharon carter which i'm upset that they didn't because i thought they had great chemistry in the the small amount of deleted scenes they were in together like it was very obvious she was supposed to be his love interest and i'm like oh well that sucks but there was like a whole cut scene that it doesn't matter it doesn't give anything to like character character wise like you does i I, I feel like it does, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in there. So okay, Vincent, you wanna you wanna start this bad boy before we ramble on one more? Uh yeah, here we go into Avengers. Listen, listen to the wacky clip I picked this week to cut in between that neither of you know that I always put a weird clip in between each wait, part. What you do I that? listen to the podcast. I, do. I did not. How wait, you do you? that? How do dare that. you? You not, think I, I don't wait? I, what I, kind this. of weird clip? I get audio clips. Maybe you should listen to the podcast. Fuck. <laughs> You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm going to say that every time, no matter what. We made a comeback this time. Oh, no. Before we get into the actual nitty-gritty of uh, Marvel's Avengers, Joss Whedon's uh, Avengers, uh, Macy brought to our attention there is an album. Oh, I need you to sa- read the album. The quote-unquote soundtrack for the Avengers. It's not a soundtrack. I need you to read the title of it so people understand what it is supposed to be. Okay, well, since I got the mic and the floor to myself. So the the album is called Avengers Assemble. Music from Mm -hmm. and inspired by the motion picture. And we have classic hits that we all know today. Why don't you read us off some of those, uh, some of the artists that feature on the soundtrack? Well, we got the uh, song that appeared at the end of the credits. It was called I Live Till Our Eyes by famous Jojo Ender Soundgarden, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what he did at the Jojo Ender Tree? Yeah, Rest in peace. Rest in Will? Okay. Good for them. I mean, not. They're yeah. dead. I think the singer. No. I don't remember. Is uh, that should be something that we should confirm before we <laughs> yeah. say that someone's too, too, dead. Too bad. Um, Rise Against. Classic. Mm-hmm. Pop Like Rise Against the Machine? No, Rise Against as in... Oh, different. They made a lot of a 9-11 album for the first time. And then yes, Chris Cornell died in 2007. I was... I, I know my Soundgarden lore. At least he gave us this song before I he believe passed. he's also the singer of Stone... Was the singer of Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, I do remember I that. Think he's, like, he's a singer of Stone Ocean, and I was going to question <laughs> No, things. Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. Uh, anyways... Got, I need you to read. The, did you read the title of the album? I just did. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll 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 just summarize real quick all the greatest hits here. Soundgarden. We said, "Rise Against," Papa Roach. Papa, Papa Roach. Roach, who now has a TikTok. I want everybody to know that they do have a TikTok, a verified TikTok account. I, fuck that. Anyway, Blackville Brides. Oh, uh, also has a TikTok. Oh, no, no. Uh, don't forget, famous. Uh, 
Amy Lee Evanescence. God, I love Amy Lee. We have, what's his name, Scott Whelan? I don't know who that is. Scott Whelan? Scott Whelan, yeah. Yeah, no, I do. Okay, good for him. Five Finger Death Punch? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. Yeah, I don't, That that is the most, something we need to leave behind in the 2000s, making albums inspired by, by movies. movies and the like like i still think we did that with like the nightmare before christmas thing where all the mm-hmm. singers came in and redid all the songs and are all the artists and bands came together to redo mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that might be something we need to stop doing but that's just me that's... i like i do okay i feel like it's very dream theater mm-hmm. of albums to have a overarching theme and i do kind of like that i know you do I like stories in my songs as long as they don't make me cry. Anyways, so that is just something I want to start off with because it was just fresh in my mind and Macy was uh, just bombarded us with that. Um, so we, uh, before watching the movie and before we get into the actual movie, Macy showed us uh, the deleted scenes for The Incredible Hulk as well as the... Uh, the actual opening of the movie which kind of is supposed to it's an Acura ad (laughs) but at the same time it was supposed to be originally the opening of the movie where it Mm -hmm. shows uh, uh, it shows Steve out of time and how he's like just out of everything doesn't understand anything Mm -hmm. Um, the deleted scene is also the only reference to him being an artist yes in this movie and it also has Ashley Johnson in it, which if you know anything about the giant cut sequence of the people of New York trying to escape from the Chitari, uh, there's this whole sequence where they kind of sort of were trying to set up Ashley Johnson's character as like a love interest later on, maybe, but they mm-hmm. dropped it because it maybe didn't flow with the movie. Yeah, I, don't I don't know the uh, the logistics of it. There's but, a lot of focus on her character with no context if you don't watch the deleted scenes. Yes, and then we watch the Incredible Hulk thing that was supposed to be at the beginning of the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton where he puts a gun in his mouth, but he doesn't because they edited they edited the thing that they deleted. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 if they did not say it in the Avengers, I would not have known what happened other than he had a gun and he was standing on the tip of a glacier do you think like edward norton was like man i just got done filming fight club and i really like the ending can i just put in the beginning of my movie as poetry as symmetry uh <laughs> like he got done filming fight club 10 years earlier macy yeah. i don't know what you mean by that I maybe mean, it's stuck in his mind like just like that bullet at the end of fight club anyways so that happens mm-hmm. uh we did that and so we actually started the movie mm-hmm uh, first, don't we get your initial thoughts, Sarah? I forgot how we do this. How do we do this again? I we did it last week, and I don't remember how we do it. Suddenly, listen, um, listen. Let's just get your initial thoughts. Okay. Yeah. I I thought it was a really fun movie. It seemed very cliche. Oh. Huh. Because I feel like it. It. It had a formula, a very specific formula. Some would say a Josh Whedon-esque yeah. formula. Where you're introduced to all the characters one by one. They come together. You they don't get along. That they assemble. They assemble. 
Anyway. Uh. And <laughs> so they assemble. And then they they don't get along. There's no way we can put this team together. And then something happens and it brings them together. And then they can do it. Hey, listen. Mm-hmm. It's a good plot. It's been done before. I mean, I, I, yeah, seven? no, I mean, I did enjoy it. Samurai Seven, mm-hmm. Caveman Seven, Caveman Seven. Just before your time. Oh, okay. Uh, um. So, Jesus Christ, I did a bad joke. <laughs> um. We come together in the beginning with, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character, which I still can't remember. Um. And Servig. 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 Something like that. Servig Doctor. Anyways, uh, we come to there. Nick Fury's there. We're in a shield base that's being evacuated because the Tesseract, which has been worked on since Thor. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it seemed like they were investigating into it since Thor. Yes. I mean, I think it. They show it in which Thor. is only yeah. a year. It's it's been um I think it's just been around, you mm-hmm. know. And then you know they got the guy who was like, "Hey, I'm a scientist. Do the science stuff." And like, yeah, okay. But yeah, we have the whole sequence there, and then we cut to Loki talking to. They said his name, the other. That's his name. Yeah, the yeah. other part of the uh, the black. Is it the Black Order? Black mm-hmm. or something. Uh, you know, the Black Order. Yeah. Black I, Order. They don't mention the Black Order at all, so I don't. Yeah, because that was. A, I think that that was. An, I want to say that was an invention that happened later. Okay. Maybe? Yeah, I, I think that was in a, a, like a couple years ago. I could be wrong. But. Like, okay, so yeah, the other looks like I said this. It looks like a mix of the Xenobite, specifically Pinhead and Wesley from Angel. And <laughs> no, he he looks like um, Ronan, which I know comes in later in the Marvel movies. But I remember Ronan. I, I the only reason I know about him is because I the accuser it's because I worked at GameStop and we would get in like Marvel figurines and so I remember staring at his figurine days on end because nobody would come by him do you want to know how I figured out about Ronan mm. this is no actually I'll say that story for Guardians everybody. we should yeah. um so we come to that he gets teleported via we don't know how he ends up there. Is it the Tesseract just reacts and teleports him there? Is it, or is it just it the convenience that, for the plot? Yeah, I, it I seems think that... Convenience but, for the plot. I mean, like... Okay, well, or, what, what what they were explaining at the end of the movie, it seems like... The stones. The, the, no, the staff that they give him has a piece of the Tesseract in it. Or something similar. And it's able to respond to it because at the end Stellan Skarsgård says the thing about how the Tesseract can only be controlled by itself wait wait hold on I just thought of something that we didn't think about because we're dumb and it's fine um they're two different infinity stones yeah so they're calling each other yeah it's the space stone and the mind stone yeah no idea I will be honest that's just I I just remember what Stellan Skarsgård I I think like later there's a storyline later in the movies where like they call to each other at some point they're awakening and so I feel Mm -hmm. like this is just like a a retroactive explanation to explain what the Tesseract called Loki there because he had the mind stone inside the staff spoilers hey spoilers um I does them matter? The um, only reason that I know that everything relates is because of the the end scene. 
Um, but so we have that. Mm-hmm. He comes in um, and fucks everyone up. Jeremy Renner takes everybody. our boy mind hostage. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Does all his own makeup stunts. I think that one of the best parts of this movie is probably not Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we need to differentiate. I think we did this at the beginning of the podcast, and I'll do it again now. It's not that we don't like Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. It's we don't like Jeremy Renner. Yes. I just Um, don't think he's that good of an actor. Also, the crazy shit he pulled recently. That's allegedly. 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 We've got to put that out there before Um, we get sued by Jenner Renner's company or whatever. Yeah. I I just think he's a little too vain, I'll say. Also, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Allegedly. 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 Yeah, allegedly. Um, so we come, there's a whole big sequence with Loki taking over Stellan Skarsgård, taking over Jeremy Renner, taking over a couple other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and then they all escape, and Maria Hill's there, and I like... Colby Smulders. I I like her a lot, and I don't, I don't, she shows up in later movies, but not as much as I'd like her to. Yeah, I, I, you know, I had only had previous experience with Colby Smulders being in How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother and I hated her in it. I don't like her character. But I really liked her in this movie. I felt like it she pulled off a strong female role well. I will say this though. This Maria Hill is probably the better Maria mm-hmm. Hill in all of fiction because Maria Hill is I'm going to say this politely as I can possibly say. Okay. A fucking bitch. (laughs) Like, one of the most annoying characters in comic books because at any point she's like, uh, we're shield and you have to follow our orders. And, and then, and then we're like, no, we're heroes. I can kill your family if I wanted to. No, she does not. I mean, she's kind of like that. She's the one who tries to arrest Captain America in the Civil War comics. But that's different. I'm just oh, saying, yeah, like, I, don't know I, I like her in this. And I, I agree with Vincent that I want more of this Maria Hill out of yeah. Also, hold on, hold on. It was uh, Loki. It was fine. It was but, moving on. So Loki breaks everyone out. And then we start to... We go to Stark Tower. Um, and well, we first go on underwater mm-hmm. where Tony Stark is trying to basically make the form of energy he's been talking about, the like sustainable energy, but all across New York to power the Stark Tower at the time. And Pepper Potts is there and she looks more sexy than she has for no reason. Ah, uh, Joss Whedon made her barefoot. Yeah, it she literally you know what she looks like to me mm. like she looks like like a like a like a piece of like an arm candy character like a yeah like she's they not also, a business businesswoman they also she... dyed her hair a little darker yeah. it's like a it's like a strawberry blonde now do you think joss whedon's into bimbofication oh, fuck you should have seen <laughs> If, if there was a camera, you could see all of us look between each other after I said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I thought Quentin Tarantino might have gotten his friend Joss Whedon to make Gwyneth Paltrow's feet bare, but then I was like, well, maybe they just didn't want to put her in heels so she wouldn't be taller than. She looks Robert like a Downey rich Jr. country girl, and she looks like she could be pregnant at any moment and just be like barefoot. And it pregnant. is definitely an outfit I did not expect to see. She's a Pepper businesswoman. Paltrow. I don't under- like. I agree with you. Like, why is she in ripped shorts that almost? Go up to her cooch. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like I understand casual wear, right? 
But I don't see Pepper Potts being like, yo, listen, you know what Tony Stark needs to do? Eat this ass, whatever available. <laughs> I was thinking like, um, like yoga pants, maybe? I like could see yoga pants. Cause jeans? Just, yeah, jeans. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm the type, I wear the fucking slutty outfits all the time. It just didn't seem very in character for her. Yeah, because, like, remember, she had a whole line about how, like, Tony sleeps with, like, slutty women and she's, like, the one, like, business lady around him. And even if, like, I'm not saying that, like, jean shorts are slutty. But no, no, it like, was more dressed down than we had ever seen Pepper Potts, and we don't know if it was just to convey that he, she's him, a person. She's a person, and that she's with Tony. It was just a very weird thing coming from the last two Iron Man movies and having this type of Pepper Potts. And we're just like, is this like a Joss Whedon thing, or were we were trying to make it? Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't know. And I think, I think the issue is. We would never have this conversation if it wasn't for you now. Yeah, the the elephant in the room. Um, but just to add on one last thing about the whole bimbification thing, Josh Whedon did have a lot of scenes in his shows where he makes women dumb via magic spells and makes them look girly girl for like an episode. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm just saying Joss Whedon's like, look, I'm a feminist, but I want your boobs out at all times. <laughs> look, I'm a feminist, but honking bazongaroos. Listen, if you're not turning and arching your back so I can, so I can see, see both, both your, your ass and titties in one shot like a comic book cover, then you aren't part of the feminist if movement. If you don't look like a comma, I don't want it. Listen, if you don't have the waist of a emaciated wolverine that i don't want you know who has a snatched waist captain america he has got a tiny waist let's be fair he he works it for that yeah so the other the other part of the event because then colson shows up and then there's kind of some witty banter but we need to i just want to skip around the assembling of the people because Mm -hmm. it's very it's very like boom this person, boom, they get it. They get yeah, inundated because we do the Captain America thing where he punches the bag and then Fury comes in and he's like, "Hey, buddy. there was a good gag in that one, though." Yeah, there is a good gag. Um, but there we go to the Romanoff scene. Um, well, this happens before the Tony scene, if I remember correctly. Um, but Natasha's scene where she's being interrogated by the like, Ru- are they Russian or yeah, bad Russian. guys? Russian yeah. bad guys. We don't know who they are. It's a very ill-fated, an ill-fitted, like military outfit. Yeah, he's wearing like a military outfit. Um, but this is one of those scenes. Another, we're gonna say this a lot. And if you're a big fan of Joss Whedon, and you really like him, and you think he's done nothing wrong, then now would be the time to <laughs> stop listening. Um, you should have stopped listening a while ago. But. Um, I guess he's done great things for TV and cinema, but at the same time, he's not a great person. And he does have a lot of tells in his writing, Mm -hmm. being one of the writers on this movie, as well as a director, Mm -hmm. that this is a very Joss Whedon-esque scene where it's like the woman in distress, but she can get out of it whenever she wants sort of things. Even though you said Black Widow in the comics uses her feminine wilds to try and get information out of people, it still felt kind of... you could smell it in the air when you're watching the scene. It felt like, very S and M-y. Yeah. And I, I, that's the thing. Like, there's there's a tone here. And that tone is 
Joss Sweden. It's like you're watching this comic book movie, mm-hmm. and he comes in and farts, but you don't know it. <laughs> but then you smell his fried rice aftertaste. <laughs> and you're just like, yep, that's Joss Sweden being a total sexist asshole. But he wasn't the only writer slash person who worked on the story. Yeah. We also have Zach Penn, who I looked into while watching the movie because I wanted to make sure that Joss Whedon actually wrote the movie before we did any criticisms about the writing. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like this was more... I mean, you you can like feel it. moments where this is Zach Penn, because Zach Penn is the writer of the Incredible Hulk movie, mm-hmm. the Elektra movie. Oh, yeah, there were, there were a couple of... Uh... There are a couple Dutch angles in there. Well, not Dutch angles and stuff like that, because that has nothing to do with the I, writing. Honestly, no, I know. I, but I wonder I... the cinematographer for that was like... Yeah, I can look into that while we're talking, but Zach Penn also did the writing with a David Hayter uh, on X2, mm-hmm. which is a good movie, but he also did writing for Last Stand. Uh, I don't, let's be fair. No one could... like. Let's, that's a problem. Uh, um, but he did the incre- he did the screenplay and the screen story for the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. which means Marvel liked this guy enough to keep him on for Avengers to help him help make the story with Joss Whedon. Yeah, I mean, it did say that the screenplay itself was by Joss Whedon, though. Yes, uh, Zach Penn did the story, which means probably he helped flesh out like the beats, and Joss Whedon probably filled in the gaps with the dialogue because the dialogue in this movie is very. You can cut the one-liners with the knife. Oh, you can chew so the dialogue. There, okay. So I, the thing about Joss Whedon is that he likes to have witty humor from all of his characters. It doesn't matter what who they are. That's his writing style. That's his humor. I got a I got a question for you. Do you think that the uh, comedic beats from each character fit them? Do you, or do you think like it kind of meshes well into like one Josh Sweden quip machine? I feel no. I feel that <clears throat> I feel they fit the characters yeah. depending on the scene because I feel that Josh Sweden put most of his one liners straight on Tony Stark. That's fair, and that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, follow up question is the is that do you think that it works within the film? Like, do you think the comedy is able to bat balance that tonal whiplash with what's happening in the scene, or do you think there's a little bit of a give and take based on every episode? Because that's the problem I feel like going forward from the MCU is trying to balance comedic beats with serious tone. Mm-hmm. And I want to know your opinion on that. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to add one more thing because I had something to come on that. Because in the later films, there are, it's specifically the asset, like the where they're all together films mm-hmm. that have these weird tonal shifts and issues. And I, what just adding on to what Macy said, yeah. does it ruin it for you? Because in later, there are some parts in Age of Ultron where I just go, all right, okay, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, so it's okay. It's because in all of this, the movies before this seemed to be 80% serious, except for the Iron Man movies, but I feel like that's Tony's character, you know? Yeah, but it's even, just... Even then, you had, like, moments that are, like, where he's, like, fucking serious yeah. and, like, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, you could tell there was the tension of Tony dying throughout Iron Man 2, I felt like made his character well-rounded in that movie mm-hmm. because you could see his thoughts 
process as he was thinking about his own mortality. Not to mention the drunk scene, which I think still works. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good scene. Yeah. Um, but it, it was it's just weird to come from Captain America, which feels like almost a completely... It, it has unintentional humor because of how... Or, or maybe it is intentional because of how, like... It's supposed to be a commentary on, you know, the propaganda of the time and how fucking over the top it was, but it still felt serious for the most part. You know what I mean? There's only one God, ma'am. And this one, it felt the humor really took me out of some scenes and at times just made me like space out on the scene and then i like had to be like brought back in that's a problem though yeah because like a a comedic scene needs to flow Mm -hmm. and then you need to move forward and i think that's the biggest no it's it's just they they interrupt serious scenes with comedic scenes and that's the issue that's the biggest criticism of joss whedon's writing and of the mcu is its inability to let scenes sit with serious moments without putting like like someone would die and be like what was that but i'm so funny <laughs> you know what i mean like i um i i think some of the one-liners did get me yeah in appropriate places mm-hmm. um colson's line when he was dying so that's what it does. Yeah. yeah I felt like, like that it, was good. It felt like it's like a really nice cherry on top of like, even though he's dying. It felt it felt very Coulson. And that's that's why I was like, okay, I like this yeah, one. You're laughing through the tears moment sort of thing right there. Yes. Mm. But whenever Captain America does any sort of like weird Tony Stark humor, I'm like, what what's happening? I understood the reference. Yeah. No, I got that one was funny because okay. he's he's dumb. He's like he's a dumb. He's an old man. He's He's an old man. He's an old man. He's like I've seen the Wizard of Oz. He's like like, I know the Wizard of Oz. Back in my day, phones were in the wall, not in your hand. How did the Wizard of Oz come out? In 1939. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, he did see it. Mm -hmm. First, uh, 1939. Color. Uh, was the Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind, I believe. So he would get a Gone with the Wind reference. I just think like he's a small, skinny boy watching Wizard of Oz, and you just kind of like a monkey. (laughs) <laughs> um but so or like or like yeah. sorry bruce banner doing tony stark huber it just it it pulled me out of the scene yeah i feel like bruce banner really works as like the disgruntled worker like it, like because going back to kind of like uh scene introductions moving forward from what we're, from the black widow scene mm-hmm. his introduction in the movie uh where he's like kind of testing um romanov about basically like the boundaries and what he's trying to get into her head and try to figure out was i think really great what do you think about that scene yeah um, that's that's a, a good scene yeah I, it, because it was serious mm-hmm. um like he finally allowed a scene to be completely serious and it it there were some nice details in it like natasha seemed genuinely terrified of the possibility of Bruce Banner turning. And I found that really interesting because she's so confident. She seems like she's not scared of anything, but she just has this scene where she's trembling and you could see it in her eyes. She's trying not to cry. And I'm like, whoa, 
I personally like the smart alecky Bruce Banner because like he's just put up with so much shit at this point technically. Um and he just doesn't like the government machine. He just wants to do science and he wants to help people. Yeah. Um and so like the the thing where he slams on the table freaking out Natasha and he has like the smile on his face when he's like ah, I was just trying to see like how far you would go like it, the like sort of thing like and then also to like have her show all her cards like to have Natasha break as Black Widow mm-hmm. in that moment it just shows how terrified she is of the Hulk which play, pays off later on um and then she gets really into it yeah really into it yeah i've heard hey guess what she gets really into it i've really heard into it hey sarah do you want to know how into it she gets to it like Hulk dick size into it? No. Oh. She like talks about how she can't. Never mind. Um, <laughs> we'll get to Wait. it. They hold hands. They hold <gasps> hands. No, they do not. They. Uh, That's more than him and Liv Tyler ever did. No, Liv Tyler and him. No, they did not have sex because he would. He, his Apple Watch told him <laughs> that he couldn't have sex with her. So in Japan, they had to put a black bar over that scene because they're holding hands. They're holding hands. <laughs> they're holding hands. They had to put the the uh, mosaic sensor. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so we uh, we come to. Well, how did you feel about Mark Ruffalo in this film? Still talking about him. Oh, yeah, I like. I thought he played a, a like. A, Compared to Edward Norton, how do you like Mark Ruffalo? I like Mark Ruffalo. I feel like he was good in the scene because he made Bruce Banner seem unassuming. Like he's just the nerdy guy but whenever he gets he shifts he's suddenly this like monster you know what i mean yeah. and so i feel like he played it pretty well uh at least personally there were some inconsistencies that i don't really get with hulk's storyline that's a that's a that's a comics <laughs> thing though that's the problem is like uh, it's sometimes joss was like sometimes a lot of people are like let me just take that little cherry and put it on here and if you get it you get it. The, but, like, the the biggest contradiction mm-hmm. is when they're on the helipad and him and Tony are talking and Tony's like, you should turn into the Hulk. You know, like, trying to, like, convince him to be the Hulk. And and Bruce is like, Bruce is like, no, that's not me. I could kill a bunch of people. You know? And it's like, then, the end scene when he's like, I'm always angry. And I'm like, I don't get it. I Kinda I feel like this is a this is from the end of the Credible Hulk where he controls it. Yes, but then it makes zero sense to me for him to be so concerned about not controlling it when he can control it. So what Macy explained, and she'll probably add more to this, mm-hmm. is the Incredible Hulk is an interesting character, is because he does and doesn't have control of the Hulk. So if you do get him angry and, like, fuck him up or shoot him or something like that, the Hulk will protect Bruce Banner Mm -hmm. because the Hulk can exist without Bruce Banner. Yes. So that's why anytime he gets angry or why he has to keep calm is because of just the Hulk, the mindless Hulk, will take over and just start destroying things. Yeah, I just But at the same time, he can turn into it whenever he wants and the Hulk will come out and, like, just... He'll be able to talk to people and, like, have some sense of, like, understanding. Like, in the final sequence where he does turn into the Hulk and he's, like, running around smashing things, Mm -hmm. there is still that moment where he's standing on top of the giant Chitauri thing next to Thor, and the Hulk remembers that 
Hulk, uh, Thor beat him, so he punches him. So that anger is still there, but he does have a somewhat sense of control to where he won't just fucking level a city. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's some conflicting lines in it if you don't already know. And I think that's just a that's just a that's just a product of what happened with yeah. Universal, Paramount, yeah. and all those companies that were juggling the rights. Because of the if Hulk. I didn't have a Macy here to explain to me the complexities of the Hulk's shattered persona, essentially, I like. I want to be honest. It's still on them. It's still a writing. Problem yeah. Because yeah, no. It's, like as much as I I could explain it, like honestly, that's just me trying to pull from comics to, to explain scene it could just be a plot hole <laughs> or a device which it is could just be something that they don't get themselves yeah. like it could just be like because there's a lot of scenes where like things happen and it could just be joss whedon needs to get these people in this scene so he's going to use the hulk as a big revelation like for example when yeah bruce banner was getting angry and so he grabs loki's staff i'm like why would he do that when the, he because the scene is they're all being manipulated by its power being oh near i it. see okay because that's why like it the biggest tale and the most artistic tale is when they get a close-up of the scepter and you twist them all upside down they're not they're what's happening is all their insecurities about each other is being pulled out by the scepter i see okay that makes more sense yeah. now i understand because I, it would make more sense for him to just shift you know yeah in that moment but he apparently he's not angry enough to shift yeah and so that's the thing is like uh, in the comics i'm gonna say this like one more time is that he has different and so back in the day Mm -hmm. there was a writer in the 80s forgot his name he's really great he made it to where there's multiple personas Mm -hmm. of the hulk yeah and there's different ones there's devil hulk Mm -hmm. there's smart hulk Mm -hmm. there's joe fixick the gangster don't worry about that one. Okay. It's never been What's come the one, the ruler of Earth? Worldbreaker Hulk. No, but he has like a dumb fucking oh. name. <gasps> Shit. He made, there's a toy of it recently. Um, He's also in the Avengers game. He has his own little plot line because they're doing multiverse shit in there. You know, you know those moments where you ask me something and then my brain, I'll do it. You, you, yeah. stop, you keep talking about Hulks. Huh. No, we're done talking about Hulks. Yeah, I think, I think we should move on. I have uh, a question. Sorry. So, <laughs> this is a podcast because <laughs> I have it tied to the Hulk, and I want to ask you: What's your interpretation of like this, like whole movie with Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow compared to Iron Man Two? Um, I think it's nice to see her being herself, to see Natasha being herself instead of being whatever <laughs> funky temptress she was pretending to be at the beginning of Iron Man Two. I like that they cut her hair. Um, I think she's really cool as a character and by the way I don't like Scarlett Johansson as an actress I I think she picks some really crap roles uh, this one I think fits her pretty well sorry I, I completely just spaced out Scarlett Johansson is not a person no 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 her. yeah no but I I like Natasha as a character, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's fun seeing the little bits of her come out, like the little bits of vulnerability come out throughout this. It is specifically, her most vulnerable spot, which seems to be her relationship with Hawkeye. 
do you did you like that like that they have like a friendship like a- yeah because it wasn't rom- it wasn't romantic it, it's felt completely platonic and that's how uh, i believe colson gets natasha to stop her mission and come out is mentioning that hawkeye slash clint has been uh has been compromised and he's working with loki Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you, you, they took my brother. They took yeah. my brother. Um, took my bro. <laughs> so we come to a point in the movie in which all the Avengers have been called upon in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh well, okay. Yeah. So the only thing, the only one that was different, because it was very formulaic about we found this person, we're going to send somebody to talk to them and get them to work with us. Now we're going to send a different person to talk to this person. And then, you know, um, but Thor's introduction in the movie was completely different from anybody else's. Yeah. Because he just knew. (laughs) He just knew his brother was getting into some bullshit. Well, here's here's where I have my own headcanon and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, we skipped over a giant chunk before Thor shows up. So I wanted to. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Yes. I'm (laughs) sorry. I Um, no. Before we do that, I just want to say like there's he's in space. Mm -hmm. He probably can hear things like it was probably. Well, technically at the end of Thor, not Odin, not just Odin. um, Fucking Idris Elba. What's his character's name? Heimdall. Heimdall says he can still see Earth mm-hmm. at the end of that movie. So he probably was like, he probably saw it, walked into like the court chambers and was like, yo, Loki's on Earth. He has an infinity stone. He has two infinity stones right now. Someone needs to come put this motherfucker in check. And Odin's like, all right, I got a big fart. I got to get ready to shoot Thor to Earth. Let's go. <laughs> like... That's probably what happened. Yeah. Welcome, uh, welcome to ICU MCU, the fart cast. The I fart know we cast. keep mentioning farts. Um, okay. What? Okay. Odin so the fart. Avengers, the Avengers minus Thor assemble, minus Thor and Hawkeye assemble. Yeah. So we have the sequence where um, they need to go and get. Where are they sneaking into? I'm trying to remember where they're sneaking into to get. They're sneaking into that laboratory. Where are they getting in the laboratory? They're to, getting iridium. The, yeah, they're getting the, the to make the stabilizing agent. To make the stabilizing agent. They're getting the iridium, so they have to break into this place somewhere in like Germany somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Loki in the suit. How's now? Okay. Now we need let to me, talk let about me, this. Was let, on my list of questions. Let me. Okay, let me describe about this, scene. this sequence. Let me describe the scene for you. So they go. They have to go to Germany in order to get which i did not understand until the sequence was completed so essentially hawkeye needs to get into a lab to get the iridium that stellan skarsgård needs for the um stabilizing agent and in order to get into that they need the eye of the doctor because it is a retinal scan Mm -hmm. in order to get into the lab and they don't want to just blow up the fucking lab or the, the door or something. I don't know. Um, Hawkeye's more about espionage, I guess, instead of just straight up, or subterfuge, that was the word I was looking for, instead of, like, straight up, like, going in. In the Ultimates, I believe he's more of an assassin character, mm-hmm. so I think they're kind of balancing the character of Hawkeye from the comics a little bit, not completely, but also balancing his job as mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. in the, in the Ultimates. Um, so, the Doctor, apparently, is at some sort of, like, benefit 
at a museum. It's a p- nice party. Everybody's dressed up. It's a formal event. And fucking Loki comes through in a fucking suit wearing a, a Slytherin scarf. That's all I can describe it as. Um, grabs the head of the doctor, throws him, slams him down onto an art piece, and takes this, like, instrument to teleport, rip out and teleport his eye. I have a question for you. While watching that scene, do you think it was like a a sight for sore eyes? Were you like, I'm going to save this for later? Sorry, you can be honest with the class. No, I'm looking at Macy because she makes terrible jokes. (laughs) I was trying to go past the joke and... Okay, so anyway. Talk um, about your masturbation fantasy. No! <laughs> I can't talk about that. I'll talk about mine. I want Loki to throw me on that giant oak table. I, I, want I don't want him to rip out my eye. Not rip out my eye, but he'll do something else. I just want him to poke a little bit. <laughs> I don't want him to poke my eye. I only have one good one, okay? He does something else with the staff, if yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's no, a- I don't want that either. There's it's, a plan. The anon sharpen, the curvy end, you know what that's used for. Yeah, you're cutting me open and pulling out those, like, horse caps, you know what I mean? Anyway. It's curved. We'll sloop it in there. Okay, so get it. Let me. Okay, so he he gets everybody outside. (laughs) He gets everybody outside of the museum, and he makes a huge fucking sadistic speech. Dictator light, a very dominant, dominating speech that I reacted to every sentence because I was like, wow, this is way more sexual than I expected it to be. You were made to be ruled. Yeah, there's probably tons. You weren't there back in the day. In I was Tumblr. not. I was. No, I was you were there. there, but you weren't. I was there. I just wasn't involved. And that's why I was like, I don't get it. It's like a shadow you know, burner. You and know? now I get it. You know, Max. Yeah. No. Yeah. Probably got that scene. Played it on loop. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to know what you're saying. Oh, I, kn- I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, let me guess. He's a really fan of the character from the comics. Yeah, no, yeah, he man. really enjoys the character really from the comics. Do it. So yeah, Anyways, it so um, that whole scene happens. Loki shadow clone jutsus himself and spooks the the people. Gets and, them to kneel. And then a guy who's clearly either supposed to be Jewish or someone who survived World War II. Yeah. Um, stands up. And he says, yo, this shit's whack. We I, don't do it here. Yeah, we don't deal with tyrants like your ass anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, go and, then he, and then Loki's about to fucking murder murk, this old man. Yeah, murk this old man. Like, clearly, it, yes. I, I don't think they learn about um, um about the world of Earth in the 1940s on, on Asgard. So not. to be fair. He probably doesn't know what the Odin fuck he's talking Odin looked away about. from Earth at that time purposefully. No, no, that's awful. What if, what if there's a what if episode of just like, what if Loki actually stabbed an old man? <laughs> it's a two minute he seems episode. to stab plenty yeah. of people in this. Um, this goes to my other question. Because mm-hmm. we see Captain America come in. Yeah, oh, he immediately out. afterwards. Uh, Captain America's shield fucking zooms in and he goes i did there a tyrant once here and he was like last time i was in germany, germany yeah there was a man just like you 
and I'm going to kick your ass all the same. And we tend to disagree. <laughs> oh, God, that was weird. I was like, you could be more aggressive. Yeah, it's like, Nazis suck ass, old man. <laughs> but it's here's a different the- movie. It's yeah. the James Gunn's Avengers. <laughs> it's bloody, it's rated R, and it's a little offensive. Uh, to be mm. fair, I would love to watch that movie. Well, that's pretty okay in my book. So, this uh, but Mike- so there's a, there's a- hold on. I got my question. Mm-hmm. We, we we got all off on a oh. joke tangent. Okay. Sorry. No, go ahead. This is about costuming. Uh huh. And what do you think about <laughs> Captain America's? amazing as costume in this movie so um <clears throat> that was the thing that i didn't I, I notice a lot because i like fashion i mm-hmm. like i like costumes um i enjoyed all of the outfits in this i felt like they were all very fitting for the characters um i like his outfit i think it looks great on him let me tell you okay i but i love chris evans we all know this already i don't like the mask it's very flash okay um it does later change to the helmet the cowl like helmet in the other films right yeah i think so he also Um, has a hoodie on his uniform that he never uses so i think that's the whole thing is like trying to be very comic book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so f- the way the outfit was made, if you remember an earlier scene before that, before he puts it on, mm-hmm. Colson is the one who designed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was probably campy and comic book. No, looking. I mean it looks almost it looks pretty identical to his stage costume. Yeah. And that's the point, I think. Yeah, it even has the wings like knitted into the sides of the top instead yeah. of poking out. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it is a very Coulson esque outfit. Um, so we have this whole scene. Uh, he fights Loki. And Iron Man shows up. Iron Man shows up, and they're able to capture him, and they fly away in the Quinjet, and then uh, Thor gets farted out of the sky. Yeah. So what? Essentially, what? There in the scene because we were talking about this how the Bifrost isn't there anymore so how the fuck did Thor get back to Earth but so Loki says in the scene where they're confronting each other on that random mountain in the middle of the woods uh, that Odin had to use all of his energy to or all of his power to send Thor back down to Earth and I was like maybe it's something that he has like, because he has well, all those old, like, yeah. relics, or so, maybe he just used the power himself. The Bifrost becomes a tricky thing later on in the other movies. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Got it. Um, some weapons have the capability to just use it. Some of them don't. It, it is, like, uh, a power level thing. If you think about it too hard, it'll upset you. Got it's it. It's kind of like how, it, in some scenes, Spider-Man should lift this. In other scenes, Spider-Man is, should not have the ability to do these things. And it kinda, you kind of question, what the fuck is with his strength? He got it from a spider. How does that work? And you're not supposed to think about that. Um, but we come to that sequence where Thor shows up, drops on top of the Quinjet, uh, Tony opens it like because he's a badass. Because he's about to go out there, and then Thor comes inside, and he's like, "Well, fuck," because they get the shit rocked out of them by Thor and Mjolnir, and well, sort of, kind of, because 
Um, before that, Thor and Loki have the speech where you just said they discover how he. No, got it's there. after that. No, it's after he flies out. Yeah, of the plane. so he grabs Loki essentially, and I'm like, oh, he's just come to collect his his brother, I guess, because it seems like he's like, well, Loki's in trouble. I gotta go get him and bring him back to Asgard. Yeah. So. Um. So we have that whole sequence, and then we get down, and then there's like the cool cool-ish kind of fight of them in the woods uh iron man versus thor uh thor boost up iron man unintentionally with his lightning and then uh they slap around in the trees they slap around the trees then fucking eventually uh steve rogers shows up after not before saying there's only one god <laughs> yeah yeah Which, fucking there's natasha, only one god ma'am <laughs> natasha looks back at him and because he's like no i could take them and natasha's like really they're like gods they have like magic powers and he's like there's only one god ma'am and then he salutes and you hear a fucking eagle cry in the background <laughs> like fuck man god damn as he's there's falling a down it lands drum onto line his arm. in the background <laughs> yeah um but then he lands, and then it has the scene in which uh, Thor hits the shield and the vibranium versus one magic item hits another magic item. It's like what you said when we were watching the movie, an alien artifact hits another alien, alien artifact. artifact yeah. Because supposedly vibranium from space, correct? Yeah, if yeah. I'm wrong, yeah. It's a meteorite, and it creates this huge breaking wind effect that just shatters everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and everyone goes, all right, we're all evenly matched here. We can all take Loki back, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how the send the scene feels like it ends. It yeah. Is, Thor's like, all right, Thor I guess we'll like, go with you. Thor is just like, I guess you guys are strong. <laughs> I, I just, I just feel like that's the scene of like a very comic book thing where like every comic book, when you team up, it, you have to have the obligatory, we fight. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I feel like it's very like formulaic this movie. But it, I feel like it's Josh Wade's special baby. Formula. Josh Whedon. Uh, he's of Josh Wade. Josh Wolden. He's not woke. He's not the opposite. Josh Wheatthins. There it is. His plots are wheat thin. <laughs> 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 That was bad and good all at the same time. Um, so we get back to the uh, the carrier at this point because we don't know it's a helicarrier. Um, oh, no, we and, do. Yeah, no, we do at that point because they... Because uh, Tony and... Um, because the Banner Bruce Banner and, and, and everyone's and up there. Captain America watched it lift up. And we go, hey, look, it's a helicarrier from the comics. Everyone point at it and look and go, oh, my God. Um, like I, Macy did. I listen every single time I watch this movie is special. Because <laughs> I think, man, we're going to destroy this multiple times. Yep. Um, but... So... Um, we developed that bromance between Tony Stark... And, and Bruce Banner and Br- yeah, over the I, spear. I liked, I liked that part. Okay, but to be fair, that's a part that I checked out a lot. <laughs> because there was a lot of science babble... Techno babble. I just, it's not just techno. Well, the term, the broad Hollywood writing yeah. term is called techno babble because yeah. you're just making shit up. It's, they just fucking went on about stuff and I just fucking 
checked out. I was staring straight at Chris Evans the whole time. Sometimes like, you just need to reverse the neutron flow of your flux capacitor, right? Mm -hmm. You need to boost the ion fields of your shield array to we make your reverse engineer the warp drive into your dilithium crystals. You're, you're so close, but you got to forgot the most important part. You need to reverse the polarity. You need to reverse the polarity in the, uh, the left nacelle. Yeah, the left cell is super important, not to mention the fact that it's the critical part of the atom drive. <laughs> if you could see Sarah right now, she is fading out. She's like literally Marty checking McFly. out, just like the movie. Just she is Marty McFly in the picture, disappearing slowly. She's like, <laughs> what, what are we gonna do, Doc? I have just fucking Boomhauer over here, like. <laughs> um. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so Loki gets on there, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark have a, uh, bro off scene where Tony's like, bro, I love your work. I love your work. And then oh. he's like trying to get him to turn into the Hulk. Because he's like, come on, just let off some steam, bro. Because uh, Tony's kind of still an asshole. Yeah. Well, that's his character. Um, also, did you know the scene where Tony Stark comes on to the the helicarrier bridge and he's like looking around and this he plants the virus on the console yeah. and he goes hey look some guy's playing Galaga over there did you know that's an improv scene and Joss Whedon liked it so much he, he put a put shot it, he put in a shot of, of someone, someone playing, playing Galaga, Galaga. Yeah. I was like, oh that my. is so stupid <laughs> I want to be honest that just still fits with the whole improv Tony Stark vibe that I'm I'm okay with it. No, it's, I did I did like that. One. It <laughs> it felt like was, it was very Tony. You Stark. have like 16 people on computers. You could have one guy playing Galaga. No, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but then we have the scene in which they're all talking about what's going on and yeah. how. Uh, they're also before this we haven't talked about um, the relationship between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Yeah, it's because Steve Rogers respected his father so much i think it was a shock to him that his son is that his dick. son is such an asshole because there are multiple moments where steve rogers just looks at him and it's like really so this is howard stark's son it's just like he's like uncle steve and you're like you're such a disappointment tony <laughs> like just the way he talks i think steve finds it very disrespectful like, he comes from a, a time period where you just need to say it out loud, say it truthfully, say it proud the American way, and not try to say five different words, make a joke, and then slyly just, you know, hide your intentions. Yes, yeah. Um, um, but we have a whole scene where they're kind of, like, explaining the situation and how they're going to look for the Tesseract based off the gamma energy that's coming through it. That was established earlier, but now they're kind of explaining to Thor and also explaining to Thor that Loki is bad and he has a fun joke about how he's adopted. <laughs> this is that like setting up like this is like the mid part of the movie. We're getting into that slow. No, yeah. Natasha was like, uh, it, Thor is like, he's always been a troublemaker. And then Natasha was like, he killed, killed 80, 80 people. people. <laughs> and he was like, he's adopted. This is like the moment where we're trying to get that banter between all of them. This is like, they're actually here. They're actually together. And we're slowly kind of getting that kind of like play. I love it because every single person kind of has like a moment. You know, you have Steve questioning the government. For the I'm first just saying time. I would love to see an Avengers quote yeah. unquote trailer that's remade to look like a comedy a, a, a bro sitcom? comedy movie. 
I would yeah. love to coming see that. this fall. Well, yes, because we then have the moment, the meme of go, haha! I understood that reference. Um, because uh, he's talking about the. I think we already mm-hmm. said that. Yeah, um, it's in his character, and I'm fine with that. I guess. Um, but we cut into the room where Bruce and Tony are broing it down, and this is when he zaps them, and uh, Steve walks in uh, with his little hoodie down. Um, Again, he never uses it. <laughs> and you never see him pull it on. Yeah. But it gets pulled off by the Chitari later. Um, but so he's like, well, I planted a virus and I'm trying to get all the information that Shield's hiding from us so we can know what's actually going on here. And Steve's like, you don't do that. Why would you go against the government? The government's oh, good, yeah. Tony. <laughs> Why would you do a bad and Tony's like, well, I really just don't you trust... You don't trust the government? The government, good Tony Stark. Um, and at this point, uh, Steve gets pissed and leaves. Um, and then... Uh, because, because they're like, they're like, what, you're just going to fucking blindly choose to believe that these people who we're working for are trustworthy just because they're the government? Yes. And so Steve's like fuck this shit and leaves and there's also like also whenever they finally show loki in the helicarrier he it's explained by agent fury or by nick fury that um he's in a containment cell that was made Made for for the the hulk Hulk, yeah but also i just want to i've said it a little bit earlier but the fact that like you have that hint of like even though steve blindly believes in the government there's a part of him that always is kind of like this is this seems really weird mm-hmm. they did like remember this first interaction with with a uh, with the uh, nick fury was uh, obfuscation believing that he was kind of like in that time period when he wasn't so maybe that's kind of like the idea of like they do kind of lie to you right they do kind of obfuscate information mm-hmm. so he goes there and finds the hydra gear yes well so, before we get to that um because there is there there is like some quick cutting that goes on here because we go to the natasha scene where she's talking to loki and she's playing him for the fool um because it shows her at the end having played him for the fool but there's a later scene where it shows that his words did yeah kind of get through her um, it makes sense because she's a person who doesn't open up and the only person she opens up to is the person she would open up to yeah uh loki mentions the person that she killed and that her file is red and has a very dark past and um but this is all natasha trying to get information out of loki i'm like why are you here you can't just have given up that easily yeah um and we find out it's because he wants to activate the Hulk so he can fuck up the Helicarrier. Yeah. Um, and then we're, we're quick cutting here between a whole bunch of different moments on the Helicarrier because she finds that out. She starts to walk towards uh, and lets like Fury know. And then we cut to Clint who's flying in on a stolen Quinjet, shoots the arrow on the outside so that he can detonate it. And then uh, lands... But before that... But I don't that know, happens... but it's before... It's That's... Sorry. That's after... They get into like this argument, which we mentioned. This is like the beginning of the argument as the Quinjet's approaching, and then we cut back inside. And uh, yeah, and Steve, Steve opens up the box, uses his his insane strength to open a locked iron door. His crowbar arms. His crowbar arms, and Tony finally hacks into the database 
of whatever the fuck shield is doing and maria hill sees that there's like a virus, virus yeah it's so it's so all... then nick walks into where uh tony is steve comes in with the hydra weapon natasha comes in and then clint arrives and then it has this that is kind of like a really well done scene where it's quick cutting to where only I do the agree. I did like that of the tension of what's going on. It felt like it felt like the end montage of the end of a season of a show where it's like we're going to leave you on a cliffhanger, but then it kept going. Yeah, which is what I like. So it, it's also revealed at that scene that uh, Shield is is going to use the energy from the Tesseract to make weapons, nuclear weapons, essentially making the exact same thing that happened that. Captain America fought against in World War II. Yes, which is why... the Hydra weapon. Which is why he gets upset, because he's like... I I fought to destroy this. What the fuck are you doing, fucker? I was frozen in ice for 70 years, and this is what I get? Mm -hmm. Like... (laughs) And so, Clint comes in. Boom. The fucking... A fucking... Well, not before uh, Bruce Banner picking up the staff. Yeah, so they have this whole argument... That we mentioned earlier. Which is all of them picking their insecurity. And also yeah. Nick Fury kind of is just trying to go, hey, we're doing this because of fucking people like Thor. We need to have a way to fight these fuckers off. Also, a little bit of a retcon later, but we'll get to that. Yeah, um, but also other reasons. But anyways, so then the thing blows up. Uh Hulk, Bruce Banner falls down and gets triggered, turned into Hulk. We have a nice little sequence where the they were all arguing, but as soon as the act shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. the Avengers assemble. Yes, they. they... <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the start, we always again. Oh, I was fucking <laughs> anyway. I was singing the Doors, but I, I was doing "Rise Up" by Soundgarden. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so, um, so it explodes. Natasha and Bruce get knocked off into their own area. Yeah, and, it's like a below maintenance yes, area. Yes, and and Bruce, the Hulk is triggered because stress. I don't know because he got hurt and the or Hulk's something. Like, I need to protect and For- attack. Yeah. Um, and so the um, Steve and Iron Man go off together to fix the turbine that got uh, blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind and of switch roles, one being the strength guy and one being the tech guy. Yeah. Nick goes, Nick Fury goes to, to take care of whatever's on the bridge and Thor's like, I gotta go fucking deal with my brother. Um, um, but first he has to fight Hulk. Yes. Oh, yeah, he does fight Which Hulk. is a really comic book scene. We have, like, like a lot, I love, like, heroes fighting heroes as long as it serves the plot. Yeah, yeah. but it, this whole scene is very well done by Scarlett Johansson because she, as Natasha, is so terrified of the Hulk. And you can see it in her every, like, close-up shot. Not to mention she is was hurt by the Hulk. Like yeah. He gets swatted at one point and is about to be crushed by a fist. Yes. Yeah, and then, then uh, I believe that's when Thor comes that's in. That's when Thor comes in, yeah. And like fist fights him and then calls him Mimir and uh, beats the shit out of him. Uh, because, and eats him off the station. And hits him out of the station. You just hear the Hulk go, <laughs> Well, oh yeah, no, no. But he, the thing is, Hulk jumps off the fucking helicarrier oh, that's himself right. That's right. to jump onto a Quinjet 
and fucking rip a dude <laughs> out of the Quinjet. Like no, he it rips wasn't the, a Quinjet. It was a normal jet. Oh, uh, well, he, he rips the engine out of this normal jet for no fucking reason other than this guy was shooting at him. Because mm-hmm. the, the thing blows up, him and Thor are fighting. This guy starts shooting at him. Obviously, that's going to get his attention. Yeah. And so he runs and he jumps on the jet. He rips out the engine. The guy tries to eject and he grabs him from the sky only to throw him and have his parachute activate anyway. I just feel like that guy, when he gets back, he has to explain why he lost all of his bows and his I could pants. have sworn that he was suddenly on the helicarrier and was hit by Coulson. I could have sworn that was the same dude. No. 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 He's probably just been like, guys, can you pick me up? <laughs> um, so what ends up happening from there, Tony starts up the thing. Um, also, there are the the controlled shield agents that are controlled by the, the uh, staff. It's a good mm-hmm. thing we only care about Hawkeye. We can kill the rest yeah. of the There's guys. also some fun detail because... I there's a lot of time skipping in this or skip or like going ahead and like specifically when Natasha goes to find Bruce Banner because suddenly she's in India um and the whole time I was thinking I don't think Loki knows how to properly take care of humans that he looks after he doesn't know to give them sleep and water or he doesn't care so do you think he just gives them like all diapers and just be like yo (laughs) yeah i was like uh, so it seems that they retain some sort of so from what it sounds and what still in scarred character says at the end of the movie is what the staff does to you is it affects your mind in a way to where it gives it the purpose it needs and like forces it to do what it wants to like Stellan Skarsgård's character really wanted to unlock the powers of the Tesseract, but at the same time, so it forces him to want to do that even more. So, like, I feel like they're barely keeping themselves alive. Like, it, like I feel like just because we don't have, it's kind of like the, the weird D and D thing where, like, just because you don't see your character poop doesn't mean they don't poop <laughs> they or don't piss. Poop. No, but but I... like, I feel like it's just implied that they're having enough to live because they have this little underground base somewhere. Yeah. Do yeah. You, do you think they're but... on a timetable and they collectively all go to the bathroom and shit and then come back? <laughs> no, we're not worried <laughs> about bathroom. But like, I, I feel like it's implied that they sleep just enough. I don't think they sleep. Constant. That's the thing. I don't think Loki or the, the staff allow them to sleep because hey, of the way that they look. Hey, Sarah, I know I kind of brought this up and you thought it too, but we're like an hour in and we probably need to get to the climax of this film. <gasps> the climax. So, so, so let me, hold on, let me, let me get there. Let me set it up for you. Well, hold on. We still have the helicarrier. Well, Anyone wants to mention helicarrier. something. Okay. You do do oh, You know, I mean, we could just include our phase one wrap up. No, we can we can in this episode nah. and make it extra long if we wanted to. I'm okay with it. I was thinking about myself. I wanted the phase one wrap up to be its own episode. Okay, so okay, um, so here's well, no, let's let's include it with this. That's because I, I feel like we can make this extra long. Then, um, all right, so we do the rest of the hell carrier. Thor gets trapped in the thing, dropped out of the plane. Coulson gets in quotes killed. So I'm just going to say this now. We're not going to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Coulson isn't dead. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. He, he was very dead I, on the helicarrier. Let, you know what? Let me let me summarize something for you. Can I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on my own time? I mean, you can. 
I mean, do you want? I could spoil. I do. Okay. Well, he comes back. He comes okay. back. To, he's in the like first episode alive, and they explain some bullshit. Oh, cool. Hey, guess what? What? It goes up and down. Oh, okay. It's not great. It has some moments. It ties into civil, not civil war, uh, Winter Soldier, kind of. It. Well, the, said, uh, the next one we're watching is Iron Man 3, right? Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America the Winter Soldier. I keep forgetting that Thor the Dark World is a thing. Is, there, is Guardians in the, the 3 too? Uh, Guardians is after uh, we'll Age of Ultron. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so that whole thing with Adrian Coulson, um, what did you think about it? Did you feel anything or are you like... Mm. Yeah, obviously it was sad because he's a great character. He's probably one of my favorite like non-main characters in the thing because he just feels very so he feels so confident in what he does that he can be somewhat silly about it you know what i mean yeah um i like colson in the movies i I have no comment on him in uh, agents of shield i tried to watch it couldn't get through like two episodes I watch everything except for the last season. I I can binge things pretty easily if I just shut my brain off. So, I'm glad good you for you too. Thank you. It's that bimbo mindset, you know. Yeah, no. I it's am very trying true. to uh, hate watch Titans right now, and it is very hard. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, Vincent. I warned you, but you know, you can make your own mistakes. <laughs> there, there are some things that I can't watch, and it's things that maybe might overstimulate me. Like if there's too much going on in like a show all at once, I, I probably won't be able to watch uh, it. You, you know what I think overstimulated you? Uh, Chris Evans last year, man. Every shot of Chris Evans. I'm sorry. Every shot of Chris Evans's ass in this movie made my day. Because today was terrible for me. I work at Starbucks. Not unusual for days to be terrible at Starbucks. With everything being in a shortage right now. Everything? Oh my god, we're short on everything. Sarah, can you make me a drink that I found online that only a couple people do? (laughs) And it has like multiple different ingredients. It does not taste good, but it'll be good for my gram? Uh. I can. (laughs) I can make you a... Okay. Uh, a venti pink drink with no okay okay so we uh get off the helicarrier everyone gets separated kind of um uh and we oh uh yes uh go to the climax of the film which makes oh because okay I, I do want to say loki ejects thor in the in the the hulk ufo <laughs> we call it the gamma container is it is no that what I, it's called? I fucking made it up <laughs> just trusted you how dare you betray me i love how like i have so much trust on this couch and i can just rip it away immediately we call it the bruce bunker it's it's the bruce box <laughs> well man that's what steve like lee stanley steve lee I don't know. steve lee <laughs> i was thinking of like stanley and it's alliteration and vincent's like we call it's- it the we call it the Bruce Bunker. It's the Banner Bunker. And, the Banner and, Bunker. And then when Captain Merrick gets his army, we call them the Captain Crusaders. It makes way too much sense. Stanley loves alliteration. The Banner Bomb. We know this. Um. So the Banner Bottle. So Thor gets himself out of the Banner Bunker, and <laughs> just trying to think of where I can. Uh, <laughs> um. So the Banner Box Car. <laughs> 
the banner bedside table. The ba- Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but the gamma. Wait. Thor breaks out. Um, uh, Hulk lands in a warehouse and has a scene, and then there's a deleted scene there that doesn't matter. It's just character building stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the security guard gives him clothes. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite NPC in this in this whole movie. It's just this dude that Bruce wakes up to, and he looks over at him, and he's like, "Hey, you okay? You good?" <laughs> good and, Bru- and, and Bruce Banner's like, "Yeah." I'm- I'm okay. Where am I? He's like, you're in a warehouse. You came from the sky. Are you an alien? Are you an alien? Are and he's you like, an angel? And, and, and Bruce is like, no, I'm not an alien. And so he's like, well, son, I think you have a condition. Here's some clothes. Goodbye. And that's my favorite person in this movie. Sorry. I and a- I 100% believe that it should have been Stanley. Sorry. I made a phantom menace joke back there. I'm sorry apologize hey, on the record hey don't apologize that's the best trilogy uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to start some shit macy um, where, where are you looking to start some shit <laughs> do you think fucking do you think star wars fans are gonna come from my roof yeah they heard me make, make <laughs> a j- joke about anakin going up us. to padme going are you an angel yeah for some reason i thought you were referencing lilo and stitch no it's fucking Phantom Menace when they're on Tatooine. Don't worry. Like in a couple hours, because they're they're very slow and, and not physically fit. You'll just hear in the door. It's like, SBI, open up. SBI. Star Wars Bureau of Investigation. So we come to all of them getting together in New York City. We find out that the thing has already been planted on top of Stark Tower, which is now the tallest building in New York City. So it's perfect. To have the climax of the film there. Mm-hmm. Tony the comes in, film. takes off his bad suit, um, and goes over to Loki and has a cool Loki, little conversation Loki's with Loki. Loki's in his house now. Yeah, he's like, bitch, I got your house. And uh, there's a, the famous conversation that I referenced in the pre-episode, or the pre-movie part, uh, that everybody knows about. It's the most quoted thing from this movie. We, ha- I have an army. We have a Hulk. Also, this whole that whole scene really made me cringe. I did not like the dialogue in that scene because I felt like it was too on the nose. What the the the, the whole Iron Man Loki. versus Loki thing? It's it's just Loki was fine. It was just Tony Stark's dialogue about like trying like trying to big dick it. Do you think it? Do you think it's too much of a, a wet fart kind of scene, or do you think it actually works, or do you think it's just not? Really no, great? I don't. Well, think it I feel like it's trying to convey that Tony is a little bit scared at that moment, so he's just trying to give Loki as much big dick shit as he can. It was, okay. because he is because at this time he's putting on the bracelets so that he can get his new suit on. Yeah. Um, but it's really just him trying to buy time, so he's just rambling. Yeah, the rambling. It just felt like he was acting. Which is he was, because he's under a lot of distress. He had someone he know just die, and he's waiting for the helicarrier, like the the uh, cavalry to arrive. It just, it, I just didn't, I don't like watching it. That's I don't fair. like watching him do that. 
did, did you like the whole scene where he fell out and he's like, uh, armor hole and the armor came down? Um, yeah. I thought I was like, I was like, uh, Jarvis, you could go a little faster, buddy. As he's approaching the ground at 90 miles an hour. Hey, don't worry. Only one guy got his eyebrows in. I know. I was like, I was like, see, he's too close to people and he activates his jets. I'm like, where? We could have solved a problem that scene, right? Where like Ashley Johnson's right there and goes, ah! And like has an Ark of the Covenant melt face and then she does, she's out of the movie. The rest of the, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> what the fuck? Um... So he gets his suit on, the Tesseract opens up the gate to where the Chitauri are, and we come to the scene uh, in which the city just begins to be piled in with the Chitauri. And mm-hmm. we can kind of skip through this, but I just want to quit back to Hawkeye, who, who has now been deactivated and turned back into a normal member of society, more or less. Um, is like, I'm going to help you guys out, and he suits up in a outfit, I guess. I do not like his outfit in this movie because i feel like it's not colored properly and that's and that's a, your view as like a comic book fan which i understand as someone who just appreciates the aesthetics i liked his outfit so in the comics real quick it's <laughs> a, <laughs> yes <laughs> go ahead it's just a stripe down the middle that's the ultimate comics he has oh. like, he has a purple stripe in the middle of his costume mm-hmm. and he has this stripe in the movie it's just like really bad and you can barely tell it's, it's there it's the same color as the rest of his outfit yeah um <laughs> what? what uh so we have the scene in which uh everything starts to go to shit in the town and everyone's trying to get together thor shows up uh a little bit and goes and fights with loki i want to um, say this was a very satisfactory fight climax even though it's like a lot of visual effects mess on the yeah it's just it was i just wanted the time to believe the fight you know what i mean like a whole army out there yes and it it makes sense to me that it lasted as long as it did because i've talked before about how short some of these previous like fight climaxes were and i don't like it when it's too short because it doesn't feel satisfactory enough Mm -hmm. this felt like a satisfactory battle that they worked their asses off to get because you could see towards the end of the battle that they are injured they are tired they probably can't last much longer um but yeah but you can do it all day (laughs) jesus fuck (laughs) um so we have the scene in which uh they're fighting on top of the thing and then Loki jumps off and gets on a speeder bike and goes vroom vroom around the town. Um, and then there's a lot of just really iconic s- shots. Eventually, Bruce Banner shows up on a motorbike he stole from Logan. Uh- yeah, I was like, he, t- he just comes in on this dinky ass <laughs> motorbike and he's like, hi, I'm here now. I just was able to get through this town that's <laughs> falling apart. I was just able Somehow to get he got here. got through all the traffic. Um... Shows up, knows exactly where they are, but again, it's just like, whatever. Um, Bruce Banner's here, I guess. And then the famous line is said, I'm, that's the j- joke, that's the trick, I'm always fucking angry. Which I, I just feel like is the plot hole, personally. No, I feel like nah. it works. I feel like it's been set up through both the end of Hulk and this. I feel like it works. I feel like it's a, it's a harmony. You know, two yeah. worlds, one Hulk. 
Yep. <laughs> Two worlds. Phil Collins, don't come for us. Um, so we have the iconic shots of them standing together, hero shots. Oh, it's really cool. It, first time I saw that, chills. Second time I saw that, chills. Third time I came, fourth time, chills. <laughs> you and me have a different opinion about this movie. When we get to the ratings, you're probably going to be a little upset at me. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I Oddly I, enough, I can understand. But uh, talking about iconic moments, what you brought up, the whole shield blast thing. Yeah. yeah. There's a part yeah. in the, there's the part where uh, Steve puts up a shield and Tony comes down and shoots a repulsor ray off of it to kill some guys. Yeah, they're fi- it shows a lot of... They're finally working Comic book together. panels in motion. It's It shows a lot of teamwork. It shows that they are the Avengers. They are here to protect you as a team. The Avengers, my favorite uh, on-screen... Ver- uh, on-screen version of co-workers. I like to see work together. Now let's get a what-if episode. What if the Avengers were a boy band? <laughs> Didn't they make a, a, a play of that on Netflix? What? Did they? What? What? A bunch of gay men? A bunch of gay men. Oh, are you talking about Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, oh, that's the that's the TV show. Yes. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about like this enemy threat? These aliens in this movie, the Chitari, that we just don't know anything about, and they're just a threat along with Loki as the main leading threat throughout the movie. Um, it felt very much like Loki just needed someone to help him do what he wants he did not realize that he was being used instead of him using them yeah because there are some scenes earlier where it cuts he has like a kind of like the the staff speaks to him and shows a earlier sequence to the other talking to him and being like bitch you're a little fucking speck in this whole thing we need you to do this sort of you want to come for daddy don't you and it seems towards the end of it when Thor fi- Thor finally kind of gets through to him when yeah. they when they talk where he's like you don't understand how are you supposed to rule what are you going to rule when they're they destroy everything i'm going to say something that's kind of a future spoiler but it doesn't really matter in the long con they recon him as being under control of the main villain so like throughout this he's kind of same thing as everyone else on autopilot he's under a mind control loki is so oh, th- okay. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense to his him his character arc overall. Yeah, because um, like at the very beginning of the movie, he's all like sweating and all that stuff, and it looks like he, it it makes it makes it more deranged. sense. Okay, it makes more sense to say that he was under mind control because yeah, I get that. All right. And um, so, like, at that, in the movie, he's, like, realizing it, but also he's an asshole, so he's, like... So he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, okay, look, I you hit me around, but maybe I could pull this off, and so you know he's gonna go with for it. It's, like, ooh, oops, I was mind-controlled, but I still have an army, and this still could work. Yeah, um, so we come to the end of the fight... Uh, where uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Sele... Okay, the Security Council in this movie. This is something I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. For all the fans of Neon Genesis Evangelion... Here we go. Um, they're the, the leading group behind Nerve is this shadow group that is like a UN-like organization of crazy people that are 
called Sale. Politicians. Pol- in this, they're politicians. In this, they're politicians. But in, I don't know what it is specifically in Neon. I would have to look into they're it more. They're just rich. They're, they're crazy people with a lot of money and they want to control the world. Uh, there are shots in this movie where they're all silhouetted. You do never, you never see their face, and it is very. No, but you see that we can see their faces, but you can't at the same they time. They're just, they just dimmed the lights. Um, but there's like these weird Saley like esque scenes where Nick Fury is standing in front of the monitors, yeah. talking and, to a shadow council. Yeah, talking to like this shadowy council, which happens multiple times, and they authorize like. It is the most, like, uh, government American thing, comic book thing, where, like, we can't solve the situation and we don't believe in these heroes. Nuke the town or nuke the city. It's like a government Illuminati. Yeah. Um, I I, I just... It's what's silly about all this that I just think of, that I just thought about just right now, is that I think that every single one of them in their house has a blue screen room. They have a dimmer switch yeah, the, in their office. It's like, honey, I'll, I'll be with you a second. I gotta make some security threats to Nick Fury, you know? So they authorize a nuke. And, and, but Nick Fury says no. But yeah, they, Maria they, Hill uh, catches it first. She because, catches it on the monitor. Because they tell the pilots, you're no longer under the command of Nick Fury and his like crew. You're, you need to go do this. And they send out By one the way, plane... Um, no loyalty whatsoever. What the fuck is up with that? Everybody else on the bridge. Soldiers, everybody soldiers. else on the bridge is loyal. Okay, there's a future thing where like someone gets kicked off for a choice they did. So like those are careers and a pension on the line. Okay. Um, but we have the moment in which the jet takes off. Nick Fury rocks out with a fucking lock, rocket, rocket launch. launcher. Iconic, by the way. iconic, incredible, and shoots the jet down. And then we find out there was two jets. But it works into our plot because uh, Tony Stark's like, oh, I can use this fucking nuke. Uh, Um, Tony Stark uses his big brain energy. And meanwhile, Natasha and Stellan Skarsgård have Loki's staff. Because Stellan Skarsgård is out of Loki's control now because he got hit on the head. And he's also looking around going, oh, no, I did Oh, no, what the fuck did I do? But apparently while he was still under mind control, he put in a a safeguard in order to turn off the Tesseract, essentially, or deactivate it or whatever. And the thing is, that's when he says the thing about a Loki staff and the Tesseract have the same energy, and it seems like the They're connected. the the staff is the only thing that would be able to control the Tesseract and close the gate and close the gate. Oh, and don't forget, we have that awesome scene with Hulk coming in and Loki trying to like do the thing he's been oh, doing this whole yeah. movie. Oh yeah, Loki tries to big dick it, and Hulk fucking. <laughs> smashes him into the ground that he starts letting out like a little fart from his <laughs> yeah stomach. i know he's like oh which he is deflates. my favorite it's incredible <laughs> if there was a uh, sub a closed caption for that i believe it would be audibly deflates <laughs> <laughs> um and so natasha gets the staff so she can touch it to the tesseract to, to close the gate but tony stark over the radio is like i need a Shoot a nuke I don't up in here. don't fucking close it yet, and I gotta he make the sacrifice play. Drives well, he drives the nuke. So before that, so this is a weird thing that I didn't think about. 
but I feel like it plays into the overarching things of everything. Wouldn't just closing the gate cut off the connection from the Chitari? Or did they have yeah, to destroy the ship? Yeah, because they won't have Loki's staff anymore, which means they won't have that Infinity Stone. I do not know because we don't know the range of basically... The Chitari's hive mind thing. Yeah, because like... Oh, uh, but also... Um, but they didn't know this. That that he he didn't know what was on the other side. He only just assumed what was on the other I side. I think it's a clean... Like, we need to wrap up the movie. Yeah, and, and to... so he, he managed to get it through so he could aim it at the mothership. No, it was just more of an accident. He was trying to get it away, but then he sees the mothership and he's like, go long. And then it just so happens that it shut off all the other chitari on so he shoots the nuke into space blows up the chitari ship he tries to call pepper in the meantime but she's so absorbed and worried about watching him on tv finally in proper attire thank god <laughs> shut up well, her shoulder pads are a little huge but I'll, I'll... <laughs> no she wasn't wearing shoulder pads um but he throws the nuke into space the thing is closed and he's in space and his suit shuts off because he's in fucking space hey remember iron man one um. Well, the icing problem worked over in Iron Man One. Is just he didn't develop that suit to go into space. Yeah, we didn't get the space suit yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, which I find interesting that Jarvis just shuts down. Like the fucking magnetism of space just shuts him off. Well, technically, he would just because. So I guess that plays back into the Chitari ship that. It's just an all-around hive mind. It controls all the Jatari everywhere. I, I mean... Or at least that group of the Jatari. Like their um, death. It, uh, I made that reference during the yeah, movie. But but I, I have a, I, so, like, massacre. he lost his connection with everything coming to the gate. Because now, technically, he would be thousands of miles away. Like, if you think of the portal as, like, there are two sides to it. You can see through, but nothing can, like, the radio waves can't pass through. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's something like that. So, like, he loses all power. Just, number one, he's in space, and this ship can't maintain that power. And I also think <laughs> he says something about the nuke going off, and there's, like, an EMP that happens that That's shuts true. off his suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there's, like, multiple things happening in yeah, that time the, frame. Yeah, but the nuke goes off after his shoot gets, his suit gets shut off. Anyways. Um, okay. I, 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 hold on. I, I got a question. I uh-huh. my questions is popping up. I know we're getting to the end, but I need to finish this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead, George Bush. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Chitari. Uh-huh. Uh. In the comics, there are a bunch of shapeshifters that are trying to terraform the planet. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I th- if I remember correctly, they but... didn't. They, there's no explanation. For and they're they and they're actually intelligent. Okay. On top of the fact that they have a hive mind, yeah, and they're on their own. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would prefer them to have those abilities instead yes. of being mindless, instead yes. of or like talking to Loki and being like, "Sir, we need to get to this point." Yes, I would prefer them to have like some sort of from... semblance. I feel like that's pretty cool to to know what they want to do with Earth. That's all I wanted to know. Go, go, this is go. just another product of the movie Marvel, the MCU in general, of aliens that we don't have time to explain what these are other than yeah, they're there is, evil people. There are so many moments in the Wait. MCU that's just, there's no time to explain. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that there's an agenda against illegal aliens? No. <laughs> Macy, stop it. Are you? Um, so, shut up. <laughs> um, we have... 
I feel like it's just a product of we don't we don't plan on expanding upon the Chitari. We have plans for other alien mm-hmm. races, which we do get to later, and probably that they're going to expand upon more in future things. But we maybe the Chitari will show up again. We don't know. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> um, so hey. we go, go through the moments of Tari that thing explodes. You think Iron Man's going to get left behind. He doesn't. He falls out of the butthole in the sky. The and fucking butthole just slooping back together. You think he's dead and Hulk calls, uh. Oh, yeah. Hulk yells at him and he suddenly comes back to life. I honestly thought he was going to use, like, did they, I, I phased out. Did they use Thor, use electricity to wake him up? That's an end game. Um, I, I thought the same thing and I wasn't going to say anything. I was like, oh, that's an end game. I want to be honest, though, as a kid, I thought that was a thing because that's such a comic book thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. personal electricity, you touch them, boop. But I guess, so, you know, Hulk yells, it's fine. Um, I, oh, I just, okay, so first, Captain America puts his hand on his Iron thigh. Man's. No, his uh, hand on Iron Man's chest as if he's about to start doing chest compressions and i was like i don't think that's gonna work steve no what he's doing is what he learned from tony stark's wife the healing powers of energy oh yes the healing power of love she's like you feel that because we know the tesseract was actually the friends we made along the way powers of america inside this hand (laughs) (laughs) this is all this cures racism um and so I was fucked up. I'm, I take the thought that was a terrible. Um. So, anyway, so yeah, Hulk yells, <laughs> and Iron Man wakes up, and he's like, "You want to go get shawarma? <laughs> Let's go get shawarma." There's a shawarma place a couple blocks from There's here. There's a shawarma place a couple um, blocks from but here. But what? Uh, so that happens. All that stuff happens. Oh, but then, but then, yeah. uh, uh. Captain America's like, well, there's something we have to do first, dude. And he's like, okay, I guess we'll get shawarma afterwards. Okay, they go up, capture Loki. Um, Which is not a difficult thing to do. No, because he's all fucked up. Because he's flat like a pancake. Like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Everyone goes separate ways. Then we have... Quote, unquote, separate ways. Quote, unquote. But then, Vincent, I'm, I'm cueing you for your space introduction. So then, Space! they go to where Loki was in the beginning of the film before he arrives on Earth. So this is something I want to talk about with you specifically, Sarah, because this scene rocked me and Macy's world back in the day. Oh yeah. So we get the other talking to a someone, mm-hmm. and he talks and he says a line to fight them is to court death. And you poetic. don't know what the fuck that means, I'm assuming. Uh, I mean, I understand what it means. But do you know what it means? It means that to fight the humans... Means no! That you're... No, Sarah! That's the literal definition. That's what I'm saying, is that I know the literal definition <laughs> of what it means. Then you don't understand. Okay. You don't know what it means. So... In the comics, I get to say that this Oh, episode. here we go, baby! The reason Thanos wants the Infinity Stones is so that... Oh, wait, no, I did read this on Facebook recently. He wants to court Lady Death. No, I do. The living embodiment of death. So that line was dropped in 2012, seven years before anything, seven or six years before anything happens in Infinity War, Endgame, 
Whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. We have a different actor. We have a different actor, different model for Thanos. He looks more like he did in like the, the comics originally. Yeah, no, that looked like a PS3 cutscene. Um, I would fuck the chin right there. I would fuck all of his chins. Well, if only Robert Zadar was alive, listen, I would have loved to see him as listen, Thanos. Listen, in that, in that moment, I saw his chins. I remembered Infinity War, the comics. Yeah, that's why you asked me for ruffle chips earlier. You wanted to replicate it. Listen, <laughs> I was thirsty, and the only thing that could quench my thirst was those fucking gaps between his chins. But in 2012, <laughs> me and Macy collectively thought we were in different parts of the world. I was living in California. You were living in Texas. Texas. I don't know if you lived in Texas. You did. Um, living in Texas, and we were like... They're, we're going to get Lady Death in the MCU. The embodiment of death, death, the physical manifestation of death that exists. She's hot. She kills, but she doesn't mean to. Yeah, uh, I remember, because I have a lot of friends that are into Marvel, uh, that there was a Tumblr post shared recently by one of my friends on Facebook about the explanation that Thanos was started doing the Infinity War because he was so fucking hard on for lady death but that's all i know and now because i can assume how disappointing it was to you okay we'll get there i want to save my opinions for that because they're not as negative as you think they are okay. that's all i'll say i'm a, i well i'll save what i gotta say too you know um but in this moment in time we were like oh shit we're going to like those old comic book panels of like the like really not really well shaded characters on like the flat colored comics and we're gonna get that lady death scene he's gonna walk up and she's gonna go ha 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 oh especially with the skull on um but uh we end on that and we get the thing where the we get that old school gold helmeted Thanos design with the more defined chins mm-hmm. that he the more defined chin that he has. He, he turns around and he smiles at the camera like he's got a Snapchat filter on. Listen, yeah. listen, that was a moment where everyone that was a nerd who saw that smile and I'm, just <laughs> honestly, I I I squirted it. I'm not gonna lie. They had to clean that shit up in the theater, and I'm no. no. But anyway, no, not the Fifty Shades of Grey. I, and after that, not the Boss Baby. Shut the fuck up! I don't need you talking about Boss Baby and its weird incest subplots. No, not that. There's just people talking about um, the the theater experience of the, the the people who worked at the theaters during Boss Baby. That there were a lot of baby fetishist people that came in no, there and did some not. unspeakable acts. <gasps> Okay, oh like, look, God. I made a gross joke, but that's super Listen, uncomfortable. I, I, I was talking about when Fifty Shades of Grey came out and people left their fucking vibrators in the theaters, but... Look, I'm not going I, that far. I, listen, that's weird. That's, that's not. That's nasty. That's bodily fluids everywhere. Anyways, so we get Thanos, and then we listen to Soundgarden play because Macy forced us. And I listen, almost, I listen. almost skipped it. Like, yeah, me, but and, like, me and Vincent were just sitting here I'm, waiting for the credits. I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you guys. That that makes the movie. Uh huh. Like Thanos mixed with Soundgarden is a 
beautiful experience that only a pure, unadulterated chef could conv- can, can convince you. I of. can't handle it. So then we get to the famous shawarma scene, um, which, which was I thought like a was, couple of weeks before. I thought was hilarious. I'll be honest. I did appreciate that scene because it was just silent. Um, and the reason Chris Evans' face, movie fact trivia. Uh, the reason Chris Evans is covering his face is number one, he's laughing. Number two, he has a beard on because he was still shooting Snowpiercer. Go watch that movie; it's pretty good. And read the comics. It feels like it. Read the comics. Don't watch the HBO show. There was or an was HBO. It, a show t- it was a Showtime or HBO. Whatever it is, I heard it's bad. Don't watch it. Um. Anyways, that is the end of the Avengers. Now we get into let's wrap up. Phase one into hold, hold on. yeah. I got a I got a theme song for this. Here we go. We're wrapping it up. Continue. Uh, okay. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go movie by movie. Give our well before we get to that. I we I skipped over this. We have to give the rating about Avengers. Oh yes. And- we almost forgot my favorite part. Let's all rate this shit. Okay. So Sarah, you go first because we don't want to taint your opinion. Um. Like I said, it just felt. I liked Captain America so much, mm-hmm. and I liked Iron Man two so much because it was like stupid, but in a fun way. Bird, bird, bird. Um, but when it comes to Avengers, it's 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 modeled like the reason why I wasn't interested in superhero movies to begin with. It's just it felt very one note. Yeah. Do you, do you not do you feel like it still succeeds in putting all those characters together and making it work? Yeah, but I just felt like it was a little too cheesy for my taste. That's That's the Josh Sweden speaking. Why? I'm not I I'm, I'm going to give this movie a two and a half asses out of 5 because I'm like it's fun. It explains what it is. I, I was just bored. <laughs> Listen, I respect that, but fuck you. Uh-huh. Um, so that leads me to my opinion on the film. Um, and I feel like I was happier back then. <laughs> oh, no. Um, as I was watching this movie. And this is just based off I know what happens in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has nothing to do with the Thanos scene. It's just the overall movie and tone of it. I give this movie three asses out of five. Oh no yeah I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say three i feel like three is a good number it's not that i hated the movie yeah i say 2.5 i was gonna say 2.5 but it's not that it's, it's not, not that, that low yeah i'm gonna say three um Maybe. it's an okay movie listen dude i gave fucking iron man 2 four asses out of five you could say whatever the fuck you want you know what? That makes me feel a little more happy a little yeah. bit. I mean, I could it's, I could just be like... Ooh. If you said, do you want to watch Avengers or Iron Man 2, I would pick Iron Man 2. I would also pick Iron Man 2. Okay, listen. <laughs> Avengers is a lot to watch. It's like Iron Man 2 feels really quick and it's over. Avengers 2, like Avengers 1 is like a huge sit down kind of thing. Like, look, it's, it's a lot. Like, it was over two hours. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Macy. Yeah. Iron, no, not Avengers. <laughs> what is your rating for Iron Man 2 again? Let's just Avengers. Get no, Avengers. Okay, so listen. I love this movie. I 
enjoy this movie. I was in the theaters. I looked at it with fondness. Mm-hmm. I read the comics. I'm not sure if you knew that. Um, as much as I really, really want to give it my my good old fashioned hey five out of five, <laughs> there is some point moments in this movie that drags. I'm not gonna lie, it drags in the middle part. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm going back and looking at that Joss Whedon um, horny. It's not really great. And how can bad. I also say I feel like Thor was underutilized in this movie? Oh boy, is he! But he, but his dialogue is still good. Uh, yes, there was a moment in when they first met Thor that I thought was fun when he said Shakespeare in the park because we were comparing Thor to Shakespeare. So I just thought that was fun. I feel like the people who get the most character in this movie is uh, Iron Man and Captain America. Oh, 100 percent. But um, I'm going to give it a it's going to be higher than Uh (laughs) y'all. But high on much. I have probably drugs, but I want to give it a f- 4.5. I knew mm-hmm. you were going to say. That's fair. Like, it's it's like, to me, I'm, I love this movie. I, I, I know that in any critical brain, there's moments in this that doesn't work. It, it's too slow in bits. Some characters don't work. You know, there's not a fully character fleshed out. It's just a little bit of things mixed together. It's a crockpot, you know, but it's a crockpot that opens up and it smells really good. And you have the Cajun cooking. There's some dewy sausage in there. Is there some mistakes? Yeah, you put a little too much spice, put a little bit of onions. But man, does it taste really good? That's where I'm going to end it. Also, Sarah, would you watch this movie again? <laughs> maybe, but not immediately. So maybe again in the future, but I do not have any Avengers interest it, to watch it immediately afterwards. Yeah, Avengers is a movie you're going to clean the house and you put it on. I, in the background, and then you sit down for the parts you like, and then you get up and it's, continue it's clean the house. It's, it's definitely a movie. Oh, Macy hates that. <laughs> uh, there's there's moments where I'm just like this. This end point is like, man, we made a lot of jokes like expensive everybody, and now like everyone's like, ah, you feel that, Macy? That's reality. That's actual critical thinking. That's analysis. That's actually pacing yourself with your <laughs> your fandom. Uh, that was just because we hate you. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, I'm just making um, this for jokes. So, yeah, no, it's just it's just a movie that it's supposed to symbolize them coming together. And it's like, I can watch it and I get it. You, you know, know what I mean? They rise and they get to live again. They uh, assemble and they avenge. They assemble and they avenge. And um, yeah. we'll see them again. Yeah. Their Ultron. own respective movies, and then together again in Ultron. Yeah. Um, but now we are going to start the Phase 1 wrap-up. <laughs> so Iron Man 1, the movie that started it all with Jan Favreau, um, who went in and... Pulled a miracle. Pulled a miracle out of his ass. Um, so we don't need to break down the movie. We don't need to do that. After going through all this, how do you feel about Iron Man 1 now? It's still in its little place in your mind where you didn't really enjoy it as much as you did? Or? Yeah, no, I just, I still found it boring. I think it was just, more or less, it was a launch point. And how do you feel about Tony Stark's overall plot from here to Avengers? Um, I think he went back to being an asshole. I think he had a character arc from Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 2, and then he just 
fucking went back to Iron Man 1 Tony. So I think that Tony Stark doesn't get a very clear point until the next movie. I feel like the next movie is a good starting point for him as a character and we start de- developing stuff that will I, yeah, Iron Man 3 is the turning point where he starts to have more than, haha, I'm Tony Stark. Uh, he starts to actually become like a fleshed out character. Because if you think about it, the only reason why Iron Man 2 exists is a stalling point. So it makes sense that if you think about it, Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2 are kind of like part 1 and part 2. And then Avengers is kind of like his... Mm-hmm. Technically, in a way, way, his actual second movie. Mm-hmm. So I think he's still in that asshole range, but he's still working with some stuff he's doing. Like, he's not totally changing. Cena. What do you think, Vincent? Sorry, my Iron dog Man is growling at my cat. Iron, yeah, Iron Man 1 to Avengers is a... Interesting thing, but I like I said, I have the other opinions of it, of I know what happens next, so I... RDJ, Tony Stark, in my mind, I love him. I've loved Tony Stark, regardless of how much of an asshole he is. Um, but in phase one, I understand where you're coming from, where he is just kind He goes asshole to, like, oh shit, I shouldn't be an asshole, to asshole, but I'm an asshole because I know I'm right. Yeah, it's kind of grating. Um, it just feels like... A character written by a man for men. Yes, he is the everyman man where, like, I want to be like Tony Stark. I want to be rich like him. He's like, if if Elon Musk didn't exist and fucking incels and other people like that couldn't model after him. What if episode where Elon Musk becomes Iron Man instead? Um, I think there's a joke somewhere about that. Yeah, uh, and we just had Tony Stark. Tony Stark is the... The, the the incel ideology person of the Marvel world He's where people would model himself Ooh. after him. Ooh, uh, does that make you feel dirty? Yeah. That makes you feel very dirty. Chad. He is Chad. Um, Chad, Chad McBigdick. Um, uh, meanwhile, I feel like even though he's not Steve Rogers, it, it, well, we'll get okay to that. But okay. so you have? Do you have any hot opinions about Tony Stark for Phase One? I feel that. Tony Stark as a character in these movies is mostly Robert Downey Jr. over what he is in the comics. And I feel like it works for the movies because Robert Downey Jr. has a very good charismatic kind of persona. And so even if he's kind of an asshole, like Sarah says, and doesn't have a clear character growth until kind of this movie, um, it's he Robert Downey sells it. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing. If there was any other actors playing this character, I feel like we would not be here. Yeah. Um and so I feel like we have to give that success to both Robert Downey Jr. and to um John Favreau. Um mm-hmm. I I would prefer we had more of the the suave James Bondian character in the in the comics, but it works for these movies, I feel like. To be fair, I cannot picture anybody else playing Iron Man. I don't feel like... At this point, no. I don't feel like there is another person that could fill that role. What if Leonardo DiCaprio came in? No, no, no. I'm, I mean, like, in if Robert Downey Jr. didn't get the role initially, I don't see anybody else that would be able to do it. Maybe Brad Pitt, but not as well. Yeah. I don't think Brad Pitt would put the time no. in to do it. He would um, just do like that country also, accent that barely works again. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so we're wrapping up Tony Stark uh, with Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 2 to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's don't talk about the Hulk. We don't need to. Well, <laughs> we do kind of because some of these story elements do fit into Mark Ruffalo's, Ruffalo's overall thing. It's very obvious that it's canon. Uh, it's in quotes canon aspects of it are yeah um but let's just talk about the hulk in general in phase one mm-hmm. um how do you feel about number one kind of the some of the hulk because tim roth's coming back as well i'm so excited um but just the hulk's characterization between the incredible hulk to how he is in avengers and how uh, are you looking forward to what they try to do at least with the Hulk's character? Yeah, and let's let's not talk about the the plot holes of the character because we've already talked about. Yeah, yeah. we've already talked about him. Um, I think I like Mark Mark Ruffalo as <clears throat> Bruce Banner. I think Edward Norton was a little too serious when playing Bruce Banner. Yeah, I it's not like. Bruce Banner is a serious person. It's very obvious from Avengers. But Edward Norton was too gruff about it. It was like he was trying to be like dark and mysterious kind of. I feel like he was he 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 missed out on the original psychological Hulk and he wanted to recast himself in that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wanted to be more gritty with the Hulk, whereas Mark Ruffalo tried to mix it together and tried to be more positive as a character where he's like yeah i have this fucked up thing with me but hey i'll just do this job for you and i'm trying to help people now i'm trying to get past all that Mm -hmm. badness and and it also makes more sense for him to be long high-hearted because it works with the tone of the avengers like you said it's kind of campy and super light-hearted versus i feel like i think I was okay if he had sh- if uh, Bruce Banner showed a Lamar Morrison in that movie with Incredible Hulk because it makes sense to have more of a somber scientific kind of horror movie in, in the mm-hmm. first movie. Yeah, I just feel like he was very boring. No, it felt like it felt like a role that would work with Tom Cruise. You're That's so- kind of weirdly. I'm okay with that. I, you know, like my first thought was to, you know, as a fight and flight response with you saying that, I wanted <laughs> to punch her. No. I wa- well, no, I wanted to run away, but <laughs> I, but before I before I stopped and re- took my rational brain took over, I'm like, you know what? I'm with Vincent. That kind of weirdly makes sense, right? Tom Cruise could have played Bruce Banner. Man, fuck you, Sarah. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be, be like. You don't I like told you, me I when know I'm angry. Movies. I just don't know Marvel. <laughs> like he could, ah, oh, fuck this, Tom fuck Cruise. this alls right now. I didn't want the thought, idea of Tom Cruise as Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Listen, you don't like me when I'm angry. That's a good Tom Cruise impression. Spot on. But that's how it feels in Incredible Hulk. I'm like, it could. It feels like a role Tom that Tom Cruise, Cruise yeah. could have replaced Edward Norton in. You could say he was on cruise control after that. Oh, fuck off. <sighs> Uh, um, so Hulk really doesn't have a character that much in Phase One, except for like maybe Avengers um, and maybe the end scene of Incredible Hulk. Which the end is, scene that's, of I feel like Hulk. I felt like out of all the Incredible Hulk stuff, it was the fight in Harlem and his end scene controlling, or at least 
being one with the Hulk that's most important from that film. Yeah, I think the one thing we liked about Incredible Hulk was everything but the Hulk. Like, we loved <laughs> Blonsky more than anyone. Oh we were God. like, anytime he was on screen, even my tired ass during watching that movie was like, yeah, this dude, this motherfucker is crazy. We may have watched that movie on a DVD with small screen, but whenever Tim Roth came on, that small screen filled our big yeah. empty hearts. Yeah, this like... is now an Emil Blonsky uh, fan cast. Uh, so next time we're going to watch uh, Tim Roth play uh, the Hulk, I think we should cast Tim Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so we come to the last-ish part. Captain America. Thor. Thor. Oh, fuck. We, we did not like Thor that much. I'm sorry to cock block you from talking about Captain America. Uh, we we got to talk about Thor. Thor from our okay, minds. so this is something I want to say that I sent in our group chat this week. Uh, Thor came out, the episode came out a couple weeks ago. No, it came out last week um, at the time of this recording. It came out the the, the Wednesday prior to this Mm-hmm. And I edit the podcasts. Um, you may notice I cut things out and you can hear cuts every now and then. And we record the pre thing and we record this and I listen to them back to back and edit them back to back. So when editing the Thor podcast, <laughs> we are so upbeat in the pre movie portion because I think we had watched um, Iron Man 2 the and same I, day. Yeah, and that just got me fucking. Up. I loved Iron we had Man wa- 2. When we were so happy with Iron Man 2 because... Uh, it's guilty pleasure. It was a very guilty pleasure. Mickey Rourke was incredible. Mickey Rourke carried that movie and so did um, fucking uh, the other actors. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. He danced. He danced. He, he sang. No, he didn't. I showed, I showed uh, Vincent uh, Charlie's Angels the other day because it's such a prominent movie from my childhood and i i had to prove to him that sam rockwell dances in every movie he's in you know what who doesn't dance and is not prominent what thor thor Thor? being good uh but so the pre-movie portion of the thor podcast we were so upbeat and happy and then we come back (laughs) in after the movie of Thor, and we're just, like, so dead inside. It feels like we just went through a whole war, and well, we're just coming back for the first there time. Was, there was some point in Thor when Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth were laying on the lawn chairs under the stars and talking about fucking planets or whatever, that I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? Can we move on? You talk about watching hulk drunk to enjoy it honestly i feel like you should watch thor drunk every time i don't think alcohol i think we should help. just take out the fucking earth scene like or i think just not take watch out thor and just get drunk i just want to watch the loki compilation of thor so let's talk about thor this is the only thing I will say about Thor. Mm-hmm. Everything in space and Asgard in the Thor movie is good. That's uh, all. Yep, everything in Asgard is good, and it it displays um, Loki's, I guess, it build up to Avengers. Uh, but I think Thor is a kind of a boring superhero. <gasps> oh. At least in Thor. In the MCU so far. In the MCU so far, you have to admit Thor is 
Listen, Sarah, just buckle up. It doesn't get better. Oh, fuck. Hey, you know the expression when it rains? It pours. With elves. You'll get that later. You'll get that later. I promise. See, I like mythology. I think Thor is a cool god. Yeah. He's a fucking boring Marvel character, at least in the movies. In the movies, he's a little what we call staler than Olive Garden bread that's been in your fridge for too long. Um, uh, he is... I, it, so at the end what, of Avengers, it proved my point that he was mom hot. Because there was <laughs> there's a scene where it shows a bunch of like people celebrating the Avengers saving New York and there's like a mom that pops in and she's oh. like, Thor, I love you! Oh, that Thor. Oh, that Thor. He can Odin my son. <laughs> He'll make me Thor, no. if you know what I'm saying. He'll give oh, me. Oh, a... I bet he's. I oh, I bet he's a real stinker in bed, huh? Stinker. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's a little stinker. I oh wanna, my god! I hope he uses his meow meow on me if you swing his <laughs> hammer <laughs> my <laughs> way. Can that hammer be used for something else? Does it have a vibrating setting? No, not the vibrator. Can you shock me gently, Thor? Can okay, Thor um, shock you gently. That sounds as a awful. sort of. I have you ever been teased? I don't think it's fun. Um, so Thor to Avengers. Do you like Thor better in Avengers? So yeah, point break. I liked him. I don't. I did not get that reference. That's fine. Because he has long hair, like the character. Like Keanu Reeves. No, the what the fuck is the name of the villain in oh, Thor? Oh, I'm speed. Whoops. No, uh, Johnny Utah's Keanu Reeves character, Bodhi. Is the name of Patrick Swayze's character. Oh, okay. It makes sense when you say it's Patrick uh, Swayze he's referencing. Okay. Uh, Point break. Um, but I'll show you a picture. I liked later. him better in Avengers. Also because they filled in his eyebrows. <laughs> his eyebrows were darker in Avengers. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Um, and, and also, let's be fair. He's not... She's surrounded by more colorful characters and not the plank of wood that is Natalie but Portman. Also, yeah, but also he's he's underutilized, which is what I was saying, is that he could have been used more and not been a boring character. You know I, I mean? feel that Thor is the biggest missed opportunity, and I feel like the culture was not ready for what they could have done with him because... Mm-hmm. In in the call, here we wow here we go again. It's in the wrap up, and we're still uh, doing uh, it. I see you, MC. Your drinking game. Every time Macy says in the comics, take a shot. Yeah, right now, do it. Yeah, do pussies. <laughs> take a shot. I think that we should come up with one and start it off with the next episode. You you would die immediately. Well, no, not us. Do it. We, <laughs> no, we we, we start the next episode with the the rudimentary rules of of our I, of our drinking game. I mean, we do we did have a whole phase. We can pick out like stuff, like take a drink every time Sarah compares something from a serial killer for no reason. No, that was one time. One <laughs> yeah, time no, I did I, that. I have some in mind, and I'll get back to you later. I read, fucking take a shot every time Sarah's thirsty. Okay, take, take a, a shot. shot every time Vincent says, but then we move on to <laughs> take a shot every time Vincent forgets what we do at the very end of the podcast every single time. <laughs> um, but we will. I'll we'll start next episode with that. We'll, yeah, I'll, we'll it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But in the comics, in the comics, I feel, and this is everyone out there, if you saw Thor and you're just like, he doesn't seem my type. That's fair. That's valid. But I would urge you, if you have any interest, just any at all, to see what he's like in the comics, pick up the Walter Simonson run. 
or the Jason Aaron run on Thor. Those are the two ones. I'm only giving you a little bit of homework. Omnibus. There's an omnibus out. It's a hundred dollars. We will have a test on this next time. Yes, if you do not understand, I will find you. No, I I mean I I feel honestly, Macy. Yeah. I feel kind of compelled to read Thor comics. Get Marvel Unlimited. I kind of want to learn more about Thor and his friends because I thought that was interesting when you told me about... Sarah, I think this is perfect for you as someone who still reads manga on their phone. Mm -hmm. And if you have a little bit of money laying aside, Macy, you have a pitch for her for an app that you use called... It's called Marvel Unlimited. This is not an ad. By, no one paid us. No one paid us yet, Marvel. Hey, if you want to give us $5, we will take it. If you want Marvel Unlimited, if you want to give us money to really promote your thing. <laughs> no, we're going to get fucking we're going to get fucking sponsors from Bush's Big Beans <laughs> talking about farts. Just uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Marvel Unlimited would be a good thing for you, Sarah, because it has every Marvel comic on there. Jesus Christ, everyone? Uh, yes, in a PD, in a form that you can read on your phone and has cool little tap things where okay, like the it'll load why, in specific it's $10 things. $10 a month. $10 a month. The reason why I didn't get that much into comics when I was younger is because I always felt it was too wordy. Like, if I wanted to read a bunch of words in a really small... I'm also blind, so it's really hard for me to read sometimes when things are really small. Um, and if if I wanted to just read a bunch of words in a row, I would just read a fucking chapter book. That's That was my thought process, at least, back in the day. Which is also why I didn't enjoy the manga um, that the Death Note writer did. The one about writing manga. Uh, Baku something. Yeah, Baku gone baku something yeah, whatever so uh, but, we, but that's why i didn't like that so i think you should maybe at some point if you want to read you can read the thor comics that way i and might not invest buy a hundred dollar omnibus um, sarah i just want to say out of every thing you've ever said that i've ever known you this is the most arousing thing you've ever said oh to my me. god <laughs> just, i was gonna say i thought like, Literally, when I'm having sex with either a man or woman, the thing that turns this is is the thing they turn me on. It's like as they're about to do some foreplay, he whispers or she whispers in my ear, "Hey, I read the comics." (laughs) Um, yeah, I'll find out how much it is. I guess it's ten dollars. Ten dollars a month. Do you have a login? She does have a login. Could I use your login? Uh, no, because it's through your Apple account. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Okay, never also, mind. Also, I canceled mine. She did oh, cancel that's hers. Because, okay. like, it's I, as much as I want to keep it, uh, things are tight. COVID sucks. Maybe we could just. Oh, I mean, wait, the maybe pandemic we could just sucks. all put in money to pay for a monthly. And we just have one phone. We just, like. We just have one Vincent's phone. Like, we hey, should. I just want to read that Guardians of the Galaxy run. And then you're like, hey, there's a really good, like, art of someone drawing Captain America's ass in one panel. Oh, I want to yes. find it. Yeah. I'll just fucking. Because well, I think you can have a, a follow, like, a list of things that you want to read. I'll just shit it up with, like, Peter Porker comics. What the fuck is Peter Porker? <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's John Mulaney, right? Hey. <laughs> Did you know that there was a comedy comic back in the day where every single Marvel character was turned into animals? Anyways. No, I'm just going to read Howard the Duck over and over again. That's that. valid and that's fair. Um, but so, we, you don't ha- do you have any other thoughts on Thor other than he gets kind of better in Avengers? Um, I was happy uh, Natalie Portman wasn't in this movie. There's I know she's coming back for the next one. There was a picture of her. And we were told that she's going to be safe. 
This That's is, great. Good for her. This, I miss Cat Dennings. This is a perfect moment, Sarah. Since we're at the end of phase one. Uh huh. Where are you at on Loki and how you feel? Well, okay. I want to wrap that into a big question I have. Fuck. Oh, you got you want to hold that? Let's let's lock and load that later, baby. Let's, let's save it for another time. Okay. It's gonna be in this episode. So uh, um, can so, we move on to Captain? America? Yeah, Captain America. Oh God, fuck the Thor movie. Uh, Captain America. Uh, good ass fucking movie. Ten out of ten. Would watch any day of the week. I am not a patriotic person. I fucking felt patriotic watching Captain America. That shit made me want to fucking paint the United States flag on my ass. So here's the thing. If if Captain America came on FX and was played 24 hours on the 4th of July, I would probably watch at least... I feel like that's a great idea. <laughs> I would probably sit and watch it at least three times and I wouldn't care. You know how like on uh, fucking uh, whatever... Christmas story. That- yeah, Christmas story always plays on that one channel. Uh, the TBS. Six- TBS. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember that. There's also uh, well, anyways, um, but Captain America. How do you feel about Rod- Steve Rogers' journey from this movie to the next, as a man in the era of World War II to a man, quote unquote, out, out of, of time. time? And I'm going to add on to that. What do you think? Do you think that? deleted scene i showed you earlier was necessary or do you think you can just take it out and still be okay um i think you could have added something else instead maybe yeah. it uh, he doesn't feel very out of time besides the like few things where he says oh i get that reference you know what i mean i so i thoroughly enjoyed captain america as we all did because it's the best movie out of phase one um yeah and I love Steve Rogers as a character. Uh, you know how I said I felt like Iron Man was written by a man for men? I feel like Captain America was written for women. He respects women. Uh, Captain America was written for women, but it was also written for kids. Yes. Uh, kids in the fact that I feel like a kid would want to go out more and pretend to be Captain America than they would want to pretend to be Iron, Iron Man, Man yeah. Hulk, or Thor. Yeah, no, um, I I agree. Um, Pick up a fucking trash can lid and walk around and go, I got a fucking check shield. Check off trash can and, lid. And then when you get older, you realize that you respect women in real life and in the bedroom. I yeah. fucking love Steve Rogers, Steve let Rogers. me tell you. Yeah. Also, love Bucky Barnes. I'm very excited to see him in Winter Soldier. Soldier? Soldier, yes. R- Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. He's really going to give you the cold shoulder. Huh? Um, so, let's, bef- oh, well, let's do this question, and then we can put the movies in an order of best to worst, and we already know what the best one's going to be. Uh, yeah, Thor. <laughs> we are, we, oh, yeah, obviously, oh, yeah, it's going to be The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Man, um, what a wonderful film. So, out of all of Phase 1, what was your favorite villain, and how do you think the villains worked in Phase 1? Okay, you want me to go first? Yeah, of course. Okay. You're you're always first, because oh, you're the experiment. Because I'm the special one, clearly. Yeah, um, Tumblr OC. I am Mary Sue, okay? The Mary Sue. <laughs> the Mary Sue. Capital It's legally on my birth certificate. Do you know where Mary Sue comes from, Sarah? No. 
I know what it is. You I do don't it. know where it started. I feel like you, you, you started this. you got to finish it. I'll say it later. Okay. okay. Wait, what? Mary Sue comes from somewhere, but I'll tell you that afterwards. Okay. Um, so, fuck. <laughs> um, so, villains. out of all of the villains... Your favorite one. My favorite one... Without talking to the horny brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know what that means. I'm reflecting on all of the villains. Uh, I know there's not a lot. Honestly, I'd probably have to say Red Skull. I'd probably wow. have to say um, Hugo Weaving was my favorite. Can you believe that? I, I just want to say uh, it's a miracle. What? No, um, this is twice in one day that you've aroused me in a way that I yeah, the, you genuinely surprised me with that answer. Oh yeah, I I listen as much as Loki gets a huge. You told me not to think with my horny brain. I yeah, didn't. and I'm I'm proud of you. I'm you know what? I want to pat you on the back later and give you a good little. Thank hug. you. With oh. horny brain, Loki. Without horny brain, Red Skull. Oh, I don't know. I feel like Loki. Oh. I feel like Loki and oh fuck no. I would say. Mm. Ooh. Okay, Red uh. Skull is number one. Emil Blonsky is a close second. Whoa! Whoa. Where's who's your third? Yeah, uh, do you have, would you go Loki then or no? No, I'd probably go Mickey Rourke. <gasps> wow! Whoa! Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's your fourth? Loki. Loki. <laughs> yeah, Loki, obviously. Loki, and then what's at the bottom? Fucking Jedi. Uh, Je- Obadiah. 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 Obadiah strain? Dang. Yeah, because he oh, doesn't he, fucking do anything. No, he, he's a strain on that movie. Am I right, fellas? Woo! Uh. Um, so it's only because I like Loki as a character. It's all, they're all really close up there. It's like, I'm not saying that he's worse than them it's just how much i enjoyed hugo weaving the the villains he was and i enjoyed loki i enjoyed loki but in a different way (laughs) yeah i i want to say this though Mm -hmm. i kind of agree with you because like hugo weaving is such a huge scenery chewer it's just absolutely enjoyable played that character so perfectly and it's so funny because he's just simple if you break it down he's just a simple caricature from a movie serial from the 30s but even then he has so much charismatic like Mm -hmm. potential with them and he's just like you know like what makes you special i love his design too yeah. Um. I and the reason I put you know Emil Blonsky a second because fucking that was the best part of Incredible Hulk was that and it's because I think they feel kind of similar in their intentions. Red Skull and Emil, Emil Blonsky. Blonsky, they feel very similar in that they just want strength. They just want. They're they very, just want to be strong. They're very. If you think about it, they are villains. That were in the 70s and 80s before we gave them death. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the perfectly way to describe those characters. Like, I also... Okay, the reason that I don't put Loki that high, that high up is because I don't really consider him to be a villain. 
Aha. I feel like he's more you of an anti-hero. You think he's like fell a- into my trap, Sarah. You activated my trap card, anti-hero. <laughs> I, I like uh, Jonathan Joestar right now. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. Next, Fuck. you're going to say... No. Next, you're going to say, I didn't think Loki was a victim. Um. <laughs> I mean, he was. I don't know what you want from me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I was kind of... More or less leading the witness, trying to get you to say Loki, but at the oh, same so time... Oh, so it's your Superman question for, for me from last week. Yeah. Um, that um, Loki is a villain in the sense that he is a driving force between Thor to Avengers. He is not a villain. He's an antagonist. Yeah, he's an antagonist, but he's not... I wouldn't consider him a villain because he doesn't die no. as the villains have. And that's what I feel in the MCU, which is a through line thing. Your villain character has to die to emphasize that they are, are a villain. They lived a villain. They're going to die a villain. Even Loki. Emil Blonsky doesn't die. He more or less kind of gets captured or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we don't like. As much as I would like to say, well, in Agent S.H.I.E.L.D., that's not canon. But mm-hmm. from what we can tell and what we can infer is he's captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. and we don't see him. Or he goes somewhere else. We don't know. Loki... Yeah, he probably makes like a, a shawarma restaurant somewhere. <laughs> oh he'd go to eat at a he shawarma restaurant. goes to restaurant. No, actually, um... he gets a job at Stanley's. <laughs> no, not Stanley's. Um, but... Um, so, but what I was saying is that Loki isn't a villain because he gets a redemption arc. He's that's a, he's that's a, how I feel. You're right. He's a, he's an antagonizing force that brings everyone together, like Vincent said, and eventually you could see why he's like the way. Like he's the most sympathetic villain of Phase One mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because he has this whole complex about how he's not good enough and blah blah blah. And, and he has dr- a dad who had abused him essentially. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm like because he was a victim, you know. And I want to take back the thing about a villain having to die because they're t- technically Red Skull is dead. Um, spoilers. spoilers. Don't you know that that doesn't happen yet? Um, but a villain has to have more something that is like they either die or something happens to them like that puts them in a place, mm-hmm. which happens with Emil Blonsky, where like he is still at heart very, very evil. <laughs> um, but he's evil in the way that he's just like a very angry person. Because mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't really consider Emil Blonsky a villain either. He is just kind of a, a the other driving force for that movie, and and if we if we kind of talk about the idea of where he's not a Hulk experiment, he's more of like a, a super soldier experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we think about the concept that happened in Captain America, where everything inside you is amplified. And if he's a guy that wants power in the military and he wants to be respected, <clears throat> then that is amplified through. That. It's he's selfish. It's his greed that's amplified. It's his greed for strength. And so he becomes this abomination. Hey, And the reason why the Iron Man villains are killed off is because we didn't know we were going to make this a thing. Yeah I, yeah, I guess they didn't know what else to do with him. I mean, Sam Rockwell is still alive. So, to just, to, to Hammer's still alive somewhere. We don't know where. God, I love Sam Rockwell. Hey, don't worry. He'll be back in Avengers. Yeah. Just kidding, I'll lie to you again. <laughs> Macy, I'm seeing Shang-Chi this coming Saturday. Oh, you're actually going to the theater? I'm braving the apocalypse to go see it because I can't wait. Just like 
just like Edris, Edris Elvis said in like po- in a poc- in like the uh, in a Pacific specific rim Pacific rim. Yes. Sorry, it took me a bit because I'm tired. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go see it. And there are possibilities for multiple different things to show up in that movie. So now we're gonna have to wait two weeks for you to decanonize everything just rip it all apart you're, you're gonna come back a new man you know the scene from dune where you're just like wearing in shorts and you're just gonna be like i saw jane chi i might go see Candyman. uh but so i we talk about the villains you talk about that yeah. so now i want to let's easily rank these movies from best to worst mm-hmm. in phase one. Okay, so here's... How, are we I, doing I, it as a group or are I we doing it like we should do it as a group. I feel like we need to have a group teamwork project at least at the end of I this. I feel like you and I are going to disagree. <laughs> Listen, we can compromise as long as Avengers is number two. Anyway, good night, everybody. <laughs> nope, nope. Okay. Can't end the podcast. You, no. can't, you can't end the podcast there. <laughs> okay. Because um, my rankings are definitely going to be different okay, than all right, yours. So let's go... Let's we just we- run down the line on what our number one is. Number one? Number one. Go. Captain America. Captain America. Hulk. Just kidding. It's Captain America. America. <laughs> Clearly. Obvi- that's the obvious choice. Okay. Number two. Uh, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess like I feel like at this point the way this is gonna work is if two people agree we'll just put it there. No, 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 no. Let's, say let's it. go down. Avengers. Let's... Avengers. Okay. okay. Now, um, number three. There's six films at the, the phase one, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to to rank them as as where I want them to be. Um, Incredible Hulk. Avengers. Iron Man. <laughs> Number four, Avengers. Iron Man 2. No, you already said Iron Man oh, 2. Oh, Iron Man 2. Um, uh, Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2. <laughs> I, we're not writing these down. I don't, I'm not going to remember y'all. No, we're going to. Um, Number five. What do, what do I have left? You got Thor. Oh, got Iron, Iron Man. Man. One. Oh, my God. Hulk. And uh, number six, I think it's unanimous. It's Thor. It's all Thor. It's all Thor. It's Thor Thor across the board. Captain America, number one across the board. Thor across the board. Okay, so now that we've put (laughs) our tops out there, um, let's try to make a ICU MCU phase one tier list where we have to make ourselves compromise and agree. Compromise. Okay, well, we already agree on number one and number six. So we have the we have to fill that sandwich right there. Okay. Yes. So uh, now we have to try to convince talk Macy down <laughs> from the tower. I will. I will. I will let Avengers be number three. I yes. I will happily let Avengers sit at number three. But will you let it be the third best movie in the ICU MCU's collective tier list? Okay. So. Do you My, understand why we put Iron Man 2 as number two? I know. It's a guilty pleasure. And it's, it's not just a guilty pleasure. It is a good movie. It just has some jank in it. Can I? Can I? Okay. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you some points and 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 uh, why I think Avengers should be number two. And then you try to convince me back. And then I will settle. Okay. 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 So here's here's why. <laughs> I will. I, there's a. 
I will find someone and be like, listen, I like you. Two dates. Let's go. But, okay, let me explain. Avengers has a more, even though it's a simple plot, Mm -hmm. it's still more tight in its plotting for the majority of the film and only some bits drag on. Iron Man 2 meanders way more and only has a small number of bits that are collectively enjoyable and the jokes of those bits make us like those more than the actual story of Iron Man. I honestly, I don't agree with that because I don't feel like Iron Man 2 meandered that much. Not as much as the first one, at least. Um, I enjoyed heavily most of it. Iron Man 2 goes. And I feel that Tony Stark's character in it was so compelling that I enjoy it more than him in Avengers. See, I feel like you come at Iron Man 2 in the aspect of you know what went on behind the scenes and try you t- you put that into your accounts for your feeling of Iron Man 2. I tend to, like, I you know about the alternate ending, the scene that could have happened, but overall, Iron Man 2, if you could, like, fucking uh, uh, what the hell's the name of the movie? Men in Black, your brain, for just that thoughts... You would like Iron Man 2 a lot more. Okay. I I feel like the thing for me is that... Okay, go ahead. Here's the thing for me. Mm -hmm. I understand why you're coming from. And I understand that it's probably calling my judgment a little bit. But even when I watched this movie the first time and had no idea what was going behind the scenes, I still felt dissatisfied. Now, you, you know my criticisms, and I want you to convince me, why do you think this movie deserves the top spot over the movie that puts all these characters together so, and gives them fun moments and gives a satisfying conclusion to phase one? Two big reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one is the dialogue that I can feel. I can feel the stench of Josh Josh Whedon. Of Josh Whedon's. Josh Whedon. Fucking farting and writing his funny <laughs> little jokes in the corner corner going yeah yeah <laughs> there's only one god <laughs> fucking uh, shakespeare in the park there's <laughs> sulfur everywhere the farts are everywhere like it's <laughs> i, I understood. understood that reference haha <laughs> like like that as well as just it 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 hits the because like i can watch infinity war that movie's longer i can watch endgame that movie's longer and I st- am enjoying it more. Age of Ultron will get there. Um, but this one just lags at some point. And I was like in the middle of this like, do I not like this movie as much as I thought I did? P- partway through it. Where I was just like, because I feel like there is some rose-tinted glasses that you're watching this movie. I, I also Macy. agree. And I think those rose-tinted glasses are made of comic book pages. Because I feel like you're attached to Avengers because you're attached to the characters from the comics themselves and I understand that. Listen. I'll give that to I, you. I said that earlier where like this movie is like a comic mm-hmm. book wet dream for me. That's how I feel about Master and, of and Disguise. I'll be very honest with th- you guys. Fair. I that's actually fair. really that's, like There's that. these movies that you like Iron Man 2 is probably your movie of the phase one oh, that you yeah. defend. And Avengers mine. So I'm going to be honest I just don't find the story of Iron Man 2 as compelling as the story in Avengers. I can understand that. I think it's just that I in, 
I enjoyed Iron Man 2, except for the ending. You know, I felt like the ending was too short. I did feel like Avengers had a satisfying ending. I'm, I'm going to be honest, though. Like, I, I'm going to stand by my, by my convictions, but I know that... And we only need to make this list happen. So, <laughs> like, I am not... I'm not conceding on a personal... No, no, no. Uh, you the, can keep my your personal heart, opinions. Avengers 2 is going to be there. Like Avengers, Avengers is number two. Avengers is number two. Yeah, I understand All that. Right. So we got I will not so drop I, America, so. Iron Man two, Avengers. Avengers. I will. I will let that go. I will begrudgingly. I will have nightmares about this tonight, but I'll be fine. So now we have a grudge match between the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man one. For the fourth and I fifth place spot. So fucking bored during Iron Man. I loved. I Iron Man. loved Incredible I... Hulk because it was bad. Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I need you to convince me that either one is better, because I have lackluster feelings for both of the movies. I enjoy the life that Sarah gets from Emil Blonsky. <laughs> I love him so much. Like, it's, he's so fucking insane but at the same time i can stay awake through iron man one i could not iron the incredible hulk when we watched it i was dying like i edward norton was just making me angry (laughs) oh that's not the first time someone said that about edward norton Liv tyler was just like i was just like can we just get on to like any can emil blonsky show up again like I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go first. you mind, Sarah? Go ahead. Okay. Iron Man 1, I feel like, is one of the casualties <laughs> of us seeing all these movies for years. Because mm-hmm. originally, think about this, it was not supposed to be a bombastic, over-the-top thing. It's the same way as Batman Begins. It's a character piece first. And an action movie. To be second. fair, I didn't like Batman Begins either. I, Batman Begins is my favorite. <laughs> you want to know what my favorite Batman movie is? Rises. <laughs> it's Batman Forever. Okay, I agree with that. <laughs> I like Batman Forever. I fucking love Val Kilmer, dude. Okay, listen, Val Kilmer is technically my favorite Batman. You could have been. That's different. I don't. <sighs> let me let me talk about Iron Man one okay, and why ahead. I like it a little bit more. Um. <laughs> There is a good foundation for Tony's character. Uh, we see him as an asshole, and you genuinely believe he changed. Mm-hmm. Hulk is a guilty pleasure, silly movie. With, with uh, we talked about the main uh, actor, who probably didn't really put his all in it. He wanted to be an art nope. film, and I feel like going back to um, Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. The character of Tony Stark, we believe. I okay, and as much as the final fight wasn't the best, we can't not deny that this was the first of them. But it was at least overall, even though it was more slower paced film, mm-hmm. it was still a good film. At the end of the day, it's okay. still a six. I I understand what you mean. Critically, it is a better film and made a together. It's better film than Hulk. Hulk, I understand. It is absolutely silly and i will give one credit over the hulk the action is savage the fucking it, ending 
fight scene between Abomination and Hulk was pretty pretty Not great. Just that, and that sucked me back scene into with, the movie with with Tim Roth, mm-hmm. right? Oh, every scene with Tim Roth. Yeah. But no, no, no. But listen, Tim Roth doing super soldier shit before we got to Captain America, and he mm-hmm. was fighting the park. That I always think, and how brutal he is when he crunches against the tree. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was such a good scene. And so. I will say this. I want to. I want to get high and watch a fucking incredible Hulk. You are, <laughs> your brain will explode. Hulk has better action than Iron Man, but at least Iron Man has a better story and a better character piece for it. So my my thing to you, Vincent, is: Do you prefer yeah. the spectacle of Hulk being in that point, or do you prefer the character piece? of Tony Stark that started the beginning of the whole MCU. Oh. Don't answer that yet because I'm going to make my points now. All okay. right, give me your points. Sarah. I will be very honest. I am I don't care that much. Um, <laughs> but the reason why I like Incredible Hulk better is because I like bad movies. I enjoy bad movies and I know a lot of people don't like bad movies. In fact, I made my friends on my birthday last year watch Cats with me, drunk. I had the time of my life. They were in a nightmare hell. The roaches. <laughs> um, no, we fell asleep during that movie and then woke up and the movie still wasn't over. Ah, uh, fucking, Oof. I just think that movie's hilarious. Haley El- Elba was in there. Oh, oh he was naked. <laughs> And they uh, made his fucking fur so the same I color as his skin. I think we'll have to, I'll have to side with Macy. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand that. Let me give my reasons about okay. Iron Man 1, though. Um, I, it's because, the same reasons why I said that I didn't really like Avengers was because it, it's, it felt very cliche superhero. That's how I felt about Iron Man 1 as well, um, which is why... Because I'm just not a person that enjoys action for action's sake kind of movies. Makes you know sense. what I mean? But you like Hulk. Uh, because it's hilariously bad. Okay. That's why. But there wasn't a lot of action in Iron Man. It was more of a character piece. Yes. But the character piece in itself was just so slow going. It's like, I understand how that's exciting for people who enjoy Iron Man, who want to see him build up his life as Iron Man. I just, I was bored. I'm okay. I grew up watching westerns, so like for me, I'm okay if a movie has a slower you, pace. You like a training sequence? I do. I I'm okay with you uh, building towards something or building towards a character. That's why I like Batman Begins a lot because it's a character piece about Bruce and mm-hmm. how he relates to the to the uh, his trauma of using Batman. You yeah. know, and also his come overcoming with his fear. Mm-hmm. So like for me. I'm not sure if it's just as someone who's inundated with slower paced films and can respect it. I don't find it a problem and I wasn't bored watching it like you two. That's fair. No, yeah. I mean like you can, no, I'll, I'll give it to Iron Man I on this one. I don't care that much. wasn't bored watching Iron Man. I was just, uh, it is the, the odd one out of the group aside from Hulk and Thor, um, just in the sense of it didn't know what it wanted to be and it didn't know it was going to be part of something bigger. Um, but overall, I think we're going to have to go Captain America, Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. Avengers, Iron Man 1, The Incredible Hulk, Thor. Yeah, that's no surprise. Thor is last. Thor is last. Thor is, has really good moments on Asgard, but as a whole, that movie is really 
held together um, with bubble gum and duct. Uh, yeah, it's, Tom it's, Hiddleston and um, why do I always Chris forget? Hemsworth? No, why do I always forget his name? Fucking uh, Hannibal Lecter. I don't remember his name either. Odin. Uh, Odin. Odin. They really bring the scenes together on Asgard. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins and Tom Hiddleston really hold together that movie. It's it's really hard to to just put it anywhere else because the Asgard stuff, it was just Asgard, it would be great. But you have like a lot of the the human stuff, which is just a stale fart of like a, a story. <laughs> stale fart. Yeah, no, like it's like you have you you watch a whole like dinner, right? You eat this you eat this whole first class meal, which is the Asgard's Asgard stuff. And then a day later, like it didn't sit with you. It didn't sit with you. You just have a little bit of a stale fart, you know? I was thinking, I was thinking <laughs> it's like leftovers. It's not as good as when you initially eat them. Yeah. All right. So what would you rate? How How about this, guys? I have a little rating thing we can do for each phase. Oh, boy. How many America's asses out of five would you rate phase one? Um, I'd probably say three. Three America's asses out of five, just because it's like it has to introduce all these characters. It has to build them up, and that's not the most exciting thing, but it it had to be done. Um, and you know, I uh, Iron Man two and Captain America really stood out from the rest of them. Um, but the others, I could take or leave. I will go. 2.5. Oh, that's really? surprising because I would also go 2.5. 2.5. You got one ass for Captain America, one ass for Iron Man 2, and half an ass for the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> no asses for Avengers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Macy. You weren't expecting the disrespect on Avengers, were you? <laughs> you have no respect for no, This is Macy's just, villain origin story. Yeah, no, no I'd respect. say all of my asses are for Captain America, Iron Man Don 2, Re- and the Incredible Hulk. Literally, I'm going to go home and be like, I'm going to... She's going to plot our downfall. Uh-uh. Oh, no. I'm going to create a device to power Tim Roth to do my bidding. Oh, my God, were please you, do. I would you, love to be murdered like that. Were you quoting... Rodney Dangerfield while she was talking yeah. was like no respect no respect I were was, you, you quoting you, Rodney you, Dangerfield yes I was what the hell do you know who Rodney Dangerfield yes, is yes I do okay, I was just I was like thinking about fucking isn't he because he's in Caddyshack right yes, he's yeah in Caddyshack. And, and in um that one where he goes to university with his son. That's the one that I always think about. Yeah. I I just remember him from the Cartoon Network's TV movie that appeared where he was a dog and it was also a musical. Anyways, that has been it for this very, very long episode of ICUMCU, unless Macy has something to add. Yeah. So, did you catch all the fart references? I caught five. Tell them in the comments how many below if you can see them. That's the game today. Bye, everybody. Oh, my God. I'll see you in phase two. This has been ICUMCU. For more information, follow us on Brown Chair Studios for more videos and other things to come in the future. Return for the next episode of I See You M See You. I'm standing on my own.